Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, just, just a really, 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 really wonderful episode here with my friend Tig. Uh, just kind of exactly what I needed. Just a lovely and uh, touching and special, special conversation that I'm so glad was being recorded. One of those ones where I'm like, I'm glad this exists uh, as we were making it. So uh, let's get to it without uh, much ado. I'd like to plug the Pete Holmes Show, which is going to be on four times a week after Conan, starting October 28th on uh, TBS at midnight. I'm currently recording this from our office, which is very, very exciting. Uh, so please keep out an eye for that, starting October 28th, as I already said. And also, I have two stand-up dates. I only have two stand-up dates currently, uh, unless you're in L.A., which I'm kind of popping around. One is in uh, Boston, and one is in New York. New York is on October 10th, and uh, I think that might be sold out, so thank you, everybody. And the other one is in Boston at the Paradise, uh, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So please come back to the Dice if you're in uh, Boston, that is going to be a hoot. Um, and, the, you know, this is so funny because Katie just emailed me what the sponsor was. And the sponsor happens to be one of my all-time favorite bands. Legit. This is not uh, this is not out of nowhere. I love Frightened Rabbit. They are uh, on Canvas Back Records, and they are our sponsor. <laughs> it says I'm supposed to tell you that they're an indie rock band from Scotland that make emotionally resonant music centered around the frank lyrics of lead singer Scott Hutchinson. I will just tell you that... Uh, uh, if you enjoy the themes and uh, topics that I enjoy, you'll probably love Frightened Rabbit. Sincerely, one of my favorites. I've seen them play live several times. And they just finished a tour with the, um, uh, with the National. Whoops, my screen just went off. Which is also maybe my all-time favorite band. The National and Frightened Rabbit were together, which was incredible. And they're heading out on their own headlining tour uh, of the U.S. beginning tomorrow, September 26th. So let's go out and see Frightened Rabbit. For Weirdos, the band is giving away a pair of tickets to each show. To enter, visit FrightenedRabbit.com slash weird. To get more info on the band, sorry for all the lip smacking. I just had this weird kind of goji berry cacao smoothie, and it's making me sound like John Goodman. I'm so sorry. <laughs> to get more info on the band and pick up their new uh, Late March, Death March EP, visit FrightenedRabbit.com. I will say Pedestrian Verse, which is their new album. This isn't even in there. Just fantastic. Can't stop listening to it. And Late March, Death March is one of the songs on that. And every, every time I read that, I just get that song in my head. Really catchy, wonderful, uh, fantastic. So that's it. Let's enjoy Tignataro. PeteHolmes.com for more info on my show. YouMadeItWeird.com for more info about this show. And that's it, everybody. Enjoy, Tig. How's it going? So, you fried? You're frantic? You're not even that late. I know, but I don't like being late. It just as a thing? Yeah. As a, as, or do you hate it when people are late for you? I mean, I'm not excited about it, but I also <laughs> knew that you wanted two and a half hours. That's not true. You did. I said I like to allow for two and a half hours. Oh. You know, people... How, <laughs> <laughs> how long is Professor Blastoff with Kyle Dunnigan? Um, one hour. See, I don't... Don't, don't you ever find that it's just artificial to wrap it up? Oh, you do yeah. go longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are real strict about it. Other oh. people on the podcast, they hit one hour and they're like, that's it. How can I lower this? Or you can't? Uh, I don't think you can be lowered. Like oh, okay. Got it. How are you? How are, you? are these new? <coughs> oh, okay. Yeah, these are fancy. Yeah, you've done a lot of podcasts here, huh? One. Nerdist, Nerdist isn't here? Yeah. Nerdist. I, did, I thought Nerdist did it at a different place. 
How did you not know? I've never done Nerdist. I, when I did it, I did it down there. But how did you not know it happened up here? Because it's the Nerdist Theater. Theater. When do we start this podcast? <laughs> We've started. Did we? Yeah, we always just begin. Oh. We're going to talk about nutrition. Oh, okay, great. Is that exciting? Yeah. We don't have to. We can. <laughs> we can talk about whatever. Do you, uh, so, um, <laughs> you know, I have this weird idea that you're like very private, so I don't even want to ask you anything. Um, but you can ask me other things. <laughs> okay. How's it going? Really, really well. Just today? Embarrassingly well. How's that? What's that mean? I just am, I'm just happy and busy and um, I don't have a single complaint. Really? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I don't typically have a complaint, but I mean, I really don't have a complaint. My therapist, Dr. Gary Penn, whose book is available now. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know. You should get it. It's wonderful. It's called I Can't Believe My Life Has Come to This. In a good way. Or a bad way. I think his idea is that you'll see it in the bookstore uh-huh. <laughs> and you're in the self-help section. He's a funny guy. And you see a book called I Can't Believe My Life Has Come to This. And yeah. you pick it up and you're like, this guy gets it. See, I saw that as a positive thing. Le- but that's because things are going so yeah. well. Yeah, I can't believe my life has come to this. Are you in love or something? Um, see, you're too... Am I private? Yeah, you're private. You're privé. I-, I feel like maybe I'm in a relationship. Okay. Let's be vague. <laughs> Let's I, welcome I, to I, you I, made it I, vague. I, I, I don't want. I want you to be happy with what we talk about. But like when I feel like everything's good, and I read, I can't believe my life has come to this, and I take that as everything's so great. It's usually because I'm feeling love. Um, yeah, I I do um, care about this person. You care about a person. I care about a person, and they care about you. They care about me, and there's intimacy and love. Um, we have hugged. <laughs> <laughs> and we have waved from across the street. That's a good thing. Um, Couples don't spend enough time apart, yeah. so you don't get enough waving. In. Yeah. <laughs> we need to get more waving into this relationship. A sincere wave will put you in a good mood. But you know what's odd is, I will say about this relationship, I uh, it snuck up on me. Mm. And... Um, and uh what does that mean so not looking isn't that every relationship doesn't every relationship starts with i wasn't going to go to the party or i was feeling blue that day or i it's which is why the, you didn't go to the party you're feeling blue that's exactly right yeah in fact i can think of two or three girlfriends that i met because i went out to a party that i wasn't going to go to so mm-hmm. i'm grumpy yeah and then you see somebody in dreamweaver plays yeah and you're just like okay yeah i'm into it and then and then you have that story or and, you bring dreamweaver and play that <laughs> And then At look, the party and look and around, look around yeah. and see who lights up. <laughs> I play the chimes on that song. That's amazing. I just put my arm through the the wind chimes. I was a baby, so it's all I could really do. That's adorable. <laughs> um, yeah, I. It's well, this person. I. This is. This is uh, something that started a long time ago. Okay. And then, was kind of just. Uh, I guess we were just being friends. Cash. Yeah. And, uh... Do you like the term sex friends? We were not that. I'm just wondering if you like it. No. (laughs) Why? Do you like that? No, but I hate the term fuck buddy. People are like, I have a fuck buddy. But that's not what I'm... I'm not saying any of that. You did make me think that. 
That's what I thought you meant. No. And I apologize. When I said casual? Yeah. No. Oh, you were pals. Yeah. Just regular street level friends. Yes. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Just a lot of times people start kind of hooking up and then maybe they date later or something. Um, No, I mean, I, I liked this person. As a chum. As a person where I was like, I would like to wave to you across the street. <laughs> and um, and we, we... See, she thought you didn't like her because you kept crossing the street mm. to get a distance just to wave. Yeah. But instead, it was the opposite. Yeah. Feeling quite good about it. Yeah. But I, I, I waved. We waved. Okay. To start. Yeah. We definitely waved. Um, and then we stopped waving and just became friends. Friends. Yeah. Good friends. No. Like, we were just friends that whenever we saw each other, we would stay out till I love it. six in the morning, couldn't stop talking. I love that. Could Neither of us are into texting. We couldn't stop texting each other. But we were just being friends. <laughs> but it was this odd pull whenever we talked or texted or yes. talked on the phone. Yes. But we only saw each other like once a month. How are you on the phone if you don't like texting? I hate talking on the phone. And then sometimes when I find somebody special, I'm like, why do I like talking to you on the phone? It's like a really bizarre that, That's kind of how we work. Is that it is? Yeah. She doesn't like texting or talking on the phone. And, um, and so we were both just like, this is weird. Right? Yeah. So, um, and then it reached a point where I would just, it was like, I don't know why we're hanging out together. You know, <laughs> I couldn't figure out what we were. Mm-hmm. And so we just kind of went our separate ways. What? And this is like a movie. You had some sort of falling, falling off. It wasn't like we had a falling out, but we just, it was like, this isn't doing anything. <laughs> like we're not, beca- it, it didn't, f- it just seemed like we needed to maybe not be hanging out you know, I, I felt like I liked her. Uh huh. Um, and that was not necessarily mutual. Um, it it was, but it was like it was just this vague thing that just kept going between. Was us. it nailing it down? Was it trying to give it some sort of label, and it was too ethereal and too like, what the fuck is this? Is that the feeling? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like we had a lot of conversation of like, what what is this between us? Right. And then because you're feeling that fun magic feeling, yeah. But but then we're just being friends, <laughs> right. and then so I was like, you know what, I I don't know that we should be hanging out because this is a little confusing for me. Okay, this weird like place that we are. I enjoy it, but it's also a little confusing. It's and- like when uh, you pay a toll and there's like six toll things, and then when you get out of a toll and it's merging back to the highway, it's just that no man's land. <laughs> there's no lanes yes. or anything. Yes. And everybody's just freestyling. Yes. It's, like, it's very unsettling I to love, be in a place like yeah, that. <laughs> but it, 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 it's fun. Yeah, yeah sure. You're just like, no lanes! <laughs> I, could, I could do circles right now. Ah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And there's no speed limit. There's no there's suggested no, speed. Nothing. It's just like I could just go in reverse all the way back to Delaware. <laughs> Pay the toll again. Yeah. No, they give you the toll back and yeah. you go in reverse yeah. through the toll. Double toll. Th- that is a great area yeah. um, for a little while. Sure. And then you, you want to get in a lane. You want to get in a lane. And people you want to move love, on. People love getting in lanes. Yeah. I, I talked to a lot of my friends. I was talking to a friend. Lover's lane. Love. <laughs> What if I call it? I said aloud two and a half hours, but that's so good. <laughs> Lover's Lane is so good. We're out. We're done. 
we're out. We were just looking for that. <laughs> yeah, would you say keep it crispy? That's yeah. how we end the show. Oh, okay. You don't have to say it. <laughs> 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 so people love it. Well, the person I was talking to last night was saying that often uh, you'll be hanging out with somebody and it's going uh, well, but then usually it's you think the other person has other expectations. Mm-hmm. But it sounds to me like maybe you were thinking you had other expectations. I don't know what it was. I think it was just... Uh... I think I think I just liked this person mm. and I just didn't really see anything. I, I just I don't know what was going on. Right. But I just I was like I, I can't stay in this weird no lane no lane hole. And where's it headed and what's the what's the point if, if I'm starting to feel this way or whatever? Yeah. And and it was like dragging on for you know, seven months. No. Yeah. I thought this was, for some reason, I thought that was like a three-week week period. I really did. No, this was like seven months. Seven months of just like chemistry. Yeah. Stargazing. Yeah. And, and like hanging out once a month. That's what it was? Really? Yes. Oh, I thought once you realized that you had the magic, you started hanging out constantly. No. Once a month for seven months. In person. 1.5 times a sure, month. Sure, sure. And then, you know, we'd text... Yeah. But neither of us were texters, and yet we were texting... Constant. For hours. Really? Yeah. With the dot, 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 you see that they're texting? Well, I had a BlackBerry <laughs> until recently. <laughs> but you know what the dot, dot, dot I is. I do now. I do love a good dot, dot, dot. Can I throw this out there? When you see a dot, 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 and then they don't reply, you're like, what was that? <laughs> they do. They were drafting it, and they just fuck everything, and they deleted it. Well, can't that happen when your cursor's just sitting there? No, I don't think so. No? I think it can happen... If you accidentally hit some key, I've given oh, a you lot sit of on, thought. Oh, you sit on your phone or something. Maybe or, they, they got your message. They sat on their phone. They put it in their back pocket <laughs> and just sat on it. And this, like, this text is so good, I'm going to sit on it. Yeah. I'm going to put in unlocked yeah, yeah. in the back. That, that's a weird phenomenon, the staring, waiting for a text. But when you get a good text ping pong going, mm-hmm. it's kind of a wonderful... I understand people, you know, I think older people look at kids with the IM and the texting and stuff. It's a fun way... To communicate. It's a little bit more controlled mm-hmm. than a conversation. Yeah. And it's fun. And there's a, there's ways to be funny and cute and interesting that you can't really do while talking. Right. So I completely get it. Yeah. So there's the texting over the seven months with the 1.5 hangouts. Yes. And then, you know, some, some uh, yeah, emails and uh, just, yeah, phone call here yeah, or there. Sure, sure. But it was, it's always very extensive uh, when we would go to dinner yes we would shut down a restaurant <laughs> and go into the parking lot and talk until six in the morning no no, no. every time what are, what are we talking about i hear that i look i've had long conversations but yeah. i'm looking back i can't remember what i, I was don't talking know what about. we talked about isn't that the point yeah is that the point you can kind of go anywhere yeah and is it like a mirroring thing where you're like, oh, I can't believe we agree about this? Or is it more like opposites attracting? No, we're, we always are like, oh, we're the same person. No. Yeah. Soul stuff? It's so bizarre how we pretty much <laughs> are exact with so many things. It is just like, why am I not bored by you? Yes. You know? Right. But and- at the same time... It's in, it's exciting. It's enticing, even though they're so similar. It's insanity. <laughs> so, but yeah, she came back, um, uh, just kind of out of nowhere, saying, "I want to talk to you." So after the split, yeah, what was the split like? Um, was it just because it was a one point five, or it doesn't didn't really need a? 
let's stop doing this or was there no there was a let's stop doing this i don't you know because we had waved yeah in the past (laughs) and then we had stopped waving and we had been friends and, and it was like a magical friendship yes where we just enjoyed each other but i was also like it just seemed like that no lane thing. And yeah. so, yeah, there was a conversation of no more. And then we went our separate ways. Long and, conversation? Um, yeah, of course. Till <laughs> six in the morning. Standard? Yeah. You pulled out the old standard. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> and then when I was like, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't, I don't even want to have this magical friendship. I just want to. Plus, I, was, I had been dating somebody else. Okay. Not exclusively. Sure. But somebody, yeah, that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And, um, but that was for sure not committed, and that was not going anywhere mm-hmm. as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then the other person popped up down the road and said, you know, I've been miserable without you. Oh. And I would like to be with you. So that put pressure on the ethereal sort of no lane thing. Well, yeah, I, I, I couldn't. I was just like, you want to be with me? Yeah. Huh. It was the person that went away came back. The ethereal. Person. Oh, oh, yes. I t- completely misunderstood. The person I'm, sorry. I'm with now. It came back and said, I want to be with you. and said, I've been miserable without you. Like a movie. Yes. Like. And, and so I was like. Running after your plane. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's well. It was it was confusing because I kind of let go of that idea and and started to s- see this other person that I was like really interested in. Sure. And um, and then uh, yeah. So <laughs> it, it's it's it it, it 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 was a little like I told the ethereal person. I said, you know, this is very difficult timing because it's. I've been hanging out with somebody that I really like, that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And that I was, you know, hoping would there'd be potential with. Right. Maybe. You put all your interest in that other thing. Yeah, because I was like, ethereal's not going to happen. Right. So, um, Love the one you're with sort of thing. But in a real way, not just like a settling way, but be like, this is, this is a more reasonable decision. Oh, yeah. No, I legitimately was into this person. Straight up. Yeah. 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 And uh like no doubt. <laughs> and um but there was no like really moving forward or commitment or anything like between us and mm-hmm. um and so when a ethereal person came around <laughs> I was like you want to be with me. Mm. And she was like, "Yeah, I want to be with you." And what? so it was Do you remember did she tell you that over the phone? No, she came over to my house love actually style i've never seen that did she write it out on cards and it said to me you're perfect (laughs) i hope so you should love love you should watch love actually because if you're in love and you watch love actually it'll really do it for you yeah all that cheesy stuff yeah it she well she emailed me just saying i i like to to you know talk to you and so she made a plan to come over to my house yeah and, uh, Clear the next 18 hours. I'm coming over for a chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming over for the whole next week to tell you how I feel. You guys just realize your blood sugar is incredibly yeah, low. Yeah. <laughs> Day three of your conversation. We haven't used the toilet in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that is so romantic. That's classically romantic. 
but yeah, so she uh, she came back for me, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, so you want to be like with me? And yeah. She was like, yeah, like yeah. absolutely with you. Because because the the fear the the breakup or the let's not do this anymore for lack of a better term breakup uh, was because you know you never thought that would happen. So you wasn't, at all that was like kind of like a protective play, right? You were kind of like this looks like it could hurt. Well, somebody. I was. Well, yeah, and it also just seemed pointless, like a like a, just a weird relationship. I didn't really need distracting my life, <laughs> right? You know, sure. It, and that's how it felt, right? Like once a month, hey, you want to get dinner? <laughs> hey, you know, you want to confuse everything? Yeah, it's a confusing existence. Yeah. I yeah. understand that. And um, and so yeah, that was uh, that was that. And this is oddly the first relationship I've ever been in where I've seen a future really never seen one never never Mm-mm. not even like first love deep cut my first love yes uh and then that didn't work and so i was like oh and that burned the idea yeah it was just like this stuff never lasts you know <laughs> did they end it the first one Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. oh it just decayed for you Mm-hmm. Arguably worse when you're the one that has to pull the trigger. I, everybody feels bad for the person that gets dumped, but the person that's dungeoned by the reality that they watch something decaying from the inside and you have to be like, I'm going to call this, yeah. is also a sad position yeah. and it, more confusing. It's it's not fun on any side. Well, how old were you then? I didn't start <sighs> dating till later. That's why I bring it up. I think um, we broke up when I was probably 20... Two twenty three, yeah, something like that. Okay, and um, but since then, yeah, for twenty years. Since then, you've been very practical. I've just been. Here's how I've always been. <clears throat> I've had this tone in my voice of like, <laughs> yeah, it's good, you know, and like, um, or, or like they want, you know, let's move in, let's have kids, let's get sure. married. I'm like, yeah, you know, let's see how it goes. Let's see. <laughs> Or, like, to friends, I'm like, it's good. She's awesome, you know? The, it's weird hearing you talk that you way. Know? The way it goes up, and yeah. there is a tension there. It's just, it's just that's how I have been with relations. I'm like, right. yeah, I like her. Like, right. I, I, she's so awesome. And, right. Or, like, you know what? We don't need to be committed, or we, this is great how it is. Right. Like, and in this relationship, I'm um, completely in the relationship. Yeah. For the first time in my life. I have dated a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I have dated a lot. And I have never, ever experienced this. Oh, my God. Where I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to like, I don't, you can't, you can't go. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh. it, and it's mutual. It's it's completely mutual. Like, in a, um, the, uh, the ugly word is possessive, but it really just means like, this is mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're very, very happy with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and I say it, but you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking of, like, almost like a possession. Like, this is my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> totally. As opposed to before, it was kind of like, what? what? Well, and I do say that. I'll, I'll tell her that she's my favorite thing. <laughs> like, oh, my God, you're totally my favorite thing. <laughs> and, um, but she's somebody that she has not seen any future in it. Ever? Mm-mm. That's the heart, the heart hardening thing. Yeah, it's just, uh, you're just dating. You're like, oh, I guess... You know, the idea of marriage, I know you've been married before, mm-hmm. um, but she was saying that she just assumed that people just take that leap of faith with somebody. With that tone in their voice. Yeah. 
where you just go, yeah, oh, you're God. great. Yeah, God. Sure, I, get this. I guess this, people just get married and they... Mm, you're making me feel a little nauseous because I've been at weddings. I don't know how I would classify my own, maybe uh-huh. a little bit, uh, but I've certainly been at weddings where I hear them being like, you know, this is what, this is what you do. This is what you do. <laughs> <laughs> where people say that about their own yeah, wedding? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. Truly terrifying. Because I think what we have is a perversion of the model. Here you are telling me that there is an authentic, real deal sort of situation uh-huh. feeling. Yeah. And then everybody is kind of being like, well, I guess that exists. And then maybe uh, maybe Beth is that for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just being like, I think this, this could must be, be what it. people are feeling. Right. Maybe this is as good as it gets. Maybe they feel left out. Like, yeah. am I a sociopath? Is this is yeah. this the greatest person? Yeah. And then you kind of start buffering them and sanding yeah. them into something that yeah. they're not. Yeah, it's it's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it's it's something. I, I I'm I'm 42 years old, and I have and like I said, I've dated a lot. I've been in a lot of relationships. I've been in love several times. Yeah, but um, I've just not experienced something so completely mutual yeah that is and this person is i'll be honest i'm known to be funny i know (laughs) i'm not killing it on this episode it's (laughs) not really a funny show i mean no i've I've heard (laughs) i just this person is is funnier than me no, yes, not a possibility. It is. it is. You're one of the most naturally no. hilarious people I've ever known. Everyone says that this about you. This person is you're, funnier than me. You're the go-to example of funny offstage in that way that doesn't off-put people. You know what I mean? And I hope that doesn't put weird pressure on you. You're just so funny. I don't. And I don't believe you. <laughs> I love that you don't because that's what caught me by surprise with her. And she's not in uh, comedy? She is. She is. Does she do stand-up? No. But she writes or something? She writes. She does sketch, improv. Okay. She acts. Okay. Um, she's so... Uh, <laughs> uh, like, that's what caught me. Um, actually, through texting. Because, no, no. I love it. Because I was like... I was taking... I, I, I couldn't... I was... <laughs> she said she experienced the same thing with me, where we were laughing so hard at what the other one wrote that we thought... They couldn't have meant to be that funny. Right. It was a mistake. Yeah. yeah. There's no way she's right. that funny. Right. Or she has writers with her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's got a writer's yeah. room for her yeah. text. Totally. Guys, I got Tig texting me for the next 15 <laughs> hours. I need some help. And then <laughs> the you... next 15 years. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she that that really, um, yeah. That was that was impressive. It's it, it's interesting. It sucked me in yeah. like nobody's business. Well, that laughing couples that laugh uh-huh. to, uh, together. I'm sounding trite. Pray together. <laughs> <laughs> couples that laugh together will often pray together. Yeah. Uh-huh. But that's sort of almost a prayerful sort of union, doing the same thing in an intimate way, in a vulnerable way. That yeah. is laughing. Yeah. I think that is that creates a bond. That is that could rival sexuality, maybe yeah. even like if you have a really, really good laugh. Yeah, similar. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, in bonding and making a tie between two people. I, I, it's truly it's out out, out of control. The uh, amount of laughter and the um, and how much funnier than me. I she can't is. believe that. I can't wait till you see it. <laughs> it is. It is true. And in person too, I have to imagine. In person, but she's not. She's not. She doesn't push it on you. She's not obnoxious. Right, right. You you might you it's, might not catch it at first, and then you catch it, oh, and God. it's like, 
wait, what did you just say? Yeah. And it's from there. Right. You just, it snagged my attention like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And surprisingly important. I, I've done that in other relationships where I'm like, they're not really funny, but I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? But you can yeah. tell that you, <laughs> you really wish that they were, or at least more appreciative of, of comedy or, or just like understand. This is something that I've we've said on the show before is they understand the cosmic joke, which mm-hmm. is the idea that everything is kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Like everything that happens mm-hmm. is a little bit funny just by virtue of it happening. Mm-hmm. And some people get that. Yeah. And some people are like, no. Yeah. The Cosby show's on at 8.30. You know what I mean? Like, they're just, they just get it. They, they accept the world as it is. And some people, and it sounds like she gets it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's another love feeling. Somebody uh-huh. that helps you see the world differently. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you start seeing it through them, and, and it brings out the way that you see things and, and enhances everything. Yeah. And, like, our um, back and <clears throat> forth, um, I, it, the riffing... And again, it's not it's not always a circus with her, but I mean, when it goes to riffing, she riffs. I, I'm just, I'm like, that is the f- funniest thing that could have come next yes, at yes, that. Yes. Like, <laughs> you I could have taken a ten minute break. Yeah, you wouldn't ne- have done better. Never. <laughs> yeah, 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 I yeah. never would have done better than that. It, it's just it's so unreal. That so, is so funny. But humor is so important, and I I I've for the most part I've dated really funny people. Sure, and I find it so attractive. Yeah, and then there are people that it's like if somebody's funny, I want to experience that with them. And there are people that are funny that they're just not doing it for me. Right, you know, I see. it's like the other people think they're funny in a different right. way, and. And it's not external. It's about them. Is that what you mean? I just mean like. Oh, they're not for you. They're not. They're not. You know, but I can like them for other reasons. Sure. But they're they're humor in what's um, killing me. Right. You know, <laughs> and uh, because I am the first to have a, a giggle if something is sure cracking me up. Easy I mean, laugh. How how would you not want to do that? Right. And, um, Why would you train yourself to withhold <laughs> laughter? No, not going to laugh. <laughs> those people that – I've met those people that take pride in being like, I'm a tough laugh. Oh, Work on that. Right. Work right. on that. What are you yeah, holding yeah, on yeah. to from your childhood? You yeah, need to yeah. massage something yeah. inside of you. I mean, I'm certainly not walking around um, constantly sure. laughing. Right. But I'm not like, well, I'm going to go into this situation refusing to laugh. Right, right, right. And oh. then um, maybe you'll get some. I'm not right. the guy in the front row with the arms crossed. Right. You know, make me laugh make is me maybe laugh. my least favorite. Yeah. No. Thing um, in the world. But there are people where I'm like, oh, I, I see other people really appreciate you. Yeah. Your sense of humor in a way that I unfortunately don't. And <laughs> are you talking to me right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's no, I know like what anything you mean. else, like fashion, sense sure. of humor, things like that. When you're dating somebody, you're you're. You just you go. Oh, that's not my. No, it's perfect. Yeah. People are always talking about what a great dresser you are, but all I see is a silly purple hat. For yeah. some reason, like I get it. Yeah. I see that people are seeing that you're making some sort of move, but it just doesn't do it for me. Yeah. But when it does do it, it's dynamite. Dynamite. You know what's funny is your sense of humor to me, and again, I I love it to death. It's I think it might be one of my favorite types. Is often pointing out what's out, what like I'll say something stupid mm-hmm. and then you'll kind of draw attention to it I and, always do that and I love that like I like I did that when I like you just cracked me up earlier and I said this isn't a funny show and you're like I know like you're pointing out mm-hmm. in that very quick moment you just said something stupid and I'm gonna shit on you not even shit but like play in that space mm-hmm. so if you're with somebody that is actually truly truly funny I wonder if that makes you funny in a sillier way or or is it the same sort of deal I know in this relationship it it 
I feel so inspired by her and like want to write, yes. perform, yes. Like, to do everything. I, I can't see there being a problem just because the the joking and riffing and laughter is so magical yeah. and 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 it's a you know it's it's very much there and so it's like it'd be so fun to create with her right and right. uh yeah we we just really amuse each other the create create is the right word i think there's something mm-hmm. really really satisfying i think not just about comedy or whatever it is but pe- human beings love to create things and if you meet somebody that's enabling your creativity mm-hmm. i think that that's intoxicating because that will make you live more and feel more fulfilled yeah it's like on stage as a stand up when you're doing well with the crowd maybe you're doing new material and they're you're killing the, right. and then it just it makes things flow so much easier right and, right exactly and, and yeah and you end up writing on stage i i write on stage right and um and that's where i have a field day if i'm doing well in front of the audience mm-hmm. um i can just keep going and then and it does i think it unlocks something that's, right but that not that similar to love? And I'm not saying that in a sad, aren't performers pathetic that we have to go up and look for the synthetic love. I actually think it, it can be a love-like experience when the audience and the performer merge into one thing that we call a show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's not the performer trying to make them laugh, and it's not the audience trying to be made laugh, mm-hmm. but something happens, and everybody is, is it being locks present. In. It locks yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And they're laughing. Yeah. And now you're not even doing the stale, not that all material is stale, but you're not doing your old hat tricks. Yeah, right. You're going up there, and you're like, Oh, let's see where this goes. Right. And that can feel like a good loving relationship or a good moment with a friend or oh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm so happy to hear that. I, so you might work together or something. I don't want to push you. I'm just saying I it mean, sounds like. I'm wanting to definitely write something with her. She's, she's an excellent writer. She's so yeah. smart. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I, ideally, I'm the, I bring it up all the time. I feel like I have become the person in the relationship that I'm always on the other side of. Yes. You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. You, I, I, I've, I've said in uh, therapy recently, I was like, because, um, you know, we're doing the, the TV show and stuff. It's interesting because there's just more suction things coming up to me. Like, I'm getting milked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, things are being taken from me a lot, which is fine. That's what it, what it is. But, like, it sounds to me like relationships can also be that way, where people come and they're asking you for more than you want to do. They're asking you, like, maybe we could write something. Yeah. Which would be just a nightmare if you didn't like their sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like we we want to we yeah. you know. But that's the opposite. Is that you're getting? Yeah, you're giving and getting. Yeah, you're, yeah. It's not it's not a strain. No, neither one of us are. It's not like um. Well, we'll see. I'm worried we might not. Right. I, you know, I don't. I usually work alone. Or I, it's none of that. It's like <laughs> that would be a blast. Right, 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 right. You know? That is so great. Yeah, I, I'm interested in all those things that we say. Uh, like you can have dinner with somebody and you're talking about commitment or whatever uh-huh. and there are just nice ways, nice phrases that you say that just mean like, I don't want to commit to you. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of like where we're at right now. Yeah. Or if somebody is, o- opens up to you and is like, I have a crush on you and you just don't feel that way and you're yeah. like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, wow, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. Those situations where you know what you're supposed to say, like, let's write something together. Uh-huh. You're supposed to be like, that would be amazing. But instead like, oh well, you know, things are busy and yeah. really what you're saying is I don't want to do that or right. I need to think about that. Right. So that's great. That's yeah, great. It, it feels, it, again, it goes back to it's, it's unusual. Right. Well, I was going to say that's that in, interests me because I'm actually struggling a little bit with the hard heart thing a little bit. Like when I see 
my own relationships decay or end or whatever. And not just my uh, marriage. That was a long time ago. But, like, I see... I have to struggle with the fact that I see sometimes people getting married and my knee-jerk reaction is like, what a bunch of dopes. Uh You know what I mean? And I don't want to be that guy. I said this recently. I think, was it on Horatio? It doesn't matter. One of the last episodes, I was talking about, like, I don't want to be the weird guy at the wedding. It's just like, I give it a year. You know what I mean? It's gross. It's not a fun place to be in. But were you kind of headed that way? I have been somebody (laughs) always interested in search of and open to relationships and love but i've always just been i just didn't think it was there for me Hmm. that possibility because i have dated so many great intelligent beautiful successful funny people Mm -hmm. that i'm like what is wrong with me Hmm. i cannot even if I, I just can't see the future with these people. <laughs> and um, Nothing wrong. You're just like, there's nothing wrong, so maybe it's just Or there not. is. There's just like a, a red flag here. There's a, a conflict there. The, you know, it's, it's nobody too off or bad or, or mm-hmm. wrong right. of a human. It's just that together our dynamic was not okay. Right, sure. And our interests and our everything, it just something was off <laughs> mm-hmm. that I... I couldn't see it lasting, and if they could, I knew they were going to wake up and see. You know, it's right. just it's there's there's not a future here, right? And um, I can also be lonely if you get the feeling that they do see an intense and beautiful future, and you're like, why am I the one? That's yeah, like, don't yeah. you see yeah. that we hate? I hate Thai food or yeah. whatever it is, and you love Thai food. You're right. <laughs> Let's get buried next to each other. <laughs> you didn't give. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> because of that, let's yeah. decay underground forever, <laughs> side by side. That's a great wedding vow. <laughs> I want to be buried next to you, like really hitting yes. it on the head. Not only in this life, but decaying together in the next. <laughs> and everyone just jaws drop. Well, one of the uh, I worked on Amy Schumer's uh, yeah. show first season, and one of the. Um, things it's it, it was an an old idea that i wanted to do a short film about because it was based on always feeling like i wasn't really up to speed with other people or we weren't ever on the right track or mm-hmm. you know and it was more so coming from the place of somebody wanting a relationship from me and i was not quite seeing it mm-hmm. and um so it's somebody saying, I want to, like, you know, a couple months in, they're like, I want to be with you forever. I want you, I want to marry you. I want, you know, that yeah. whole thing where yeah, you're yeah. just like, you're not feeling it, you're open to it, but then you just, what if you reversed it on them? You went, okay, yeah, let's be together forever. And then you get them to get in the car, you drive them out to a graveyard, and you show them the plots you bought for, the, for both of you, and you say, this is where our bodies are going to rot forever side by side. They would be horrified. It's like, you really want to be together forever? Here you go. I bought us burial plots. <laughs> and so there's a sketch on Amy's show where she she took that um, for an ending on one of her That's sketches. That's fantastic. Yeah, so, but that would like jolt somebody, I think. And right. be like, well, let me think this through. Right, right, if right. If you looked at burial plots. Right. Really uh, take two a Two months in, you want forever. Right. Let's go look at burial plots. Right, 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 right. 
Well, that's what's, uh, you know, I got married when I was 22, and that's what I look back, I'm like, that's preposterous. I, I guess it's always, it's always going to be a leap, because you're like the rest of my life, and you don't know what that feels mm-hmm. like. But I'm 34, and I know what 34 years feels like. Mm-hmm. When I was 22, I was like, the rest of my life. And I had only been like a full-functioning, grown person for four years. Uh, you know what I mean? weeks. <laughs> for four weeks yeah. I had just clicked in yeah. but that that feeling of faking it mm-hmm. you know is a terrible feeling too yeah. that's what that's what's so empowering about that being like alright let's take a look at that because I've, I've been guilty of that somebody that that again lonely feeling of somebody being more into you than you are into them mm-hmm. and then and then faking it mm-hmm. and often lubricate I know you're not I don't think you're a big drinker but I would often like find myself having a couple drinks on a date and being like, drunk Pete can date anybody. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he yeah. loves you. Yeah. He thinks you're fantastic. <laughs> like, you're funny all of a sudden. Yeah. Like, I think shit you're saying is interesting. I, I one time was scrolling through some old texts with an ex to find the name of a restaurant uh-huh. that she and I had gone to. And I was seeing some of the stuff that I had written and I was like, I wasn't that into this person. And the things I had written were fucking insane. That's like one of my shortcomings. It's like, I want to be liked so badly uh-huh. that I'll fake it and uh-huh. hope that one day I'll wake up and just be like, yeah, we should be together forever, wow. which is insane. Are you in a relationship now? No, no, no. Hmm. I have, I have, I have people that I see like love people. Uh-huh. I have love in my life. I'm not lonely right now, but yeah. I'm not like in a traditional relationship. Right. Yeah. I, I, to go back to the, the whole thing of if I was that person at a wedding that was, that was like, uh, you know, mm. I, I have been in search of, of that, like in conversation when somebody's in a long relationship they live together they have kids i'm just like how did you do this like how right. how did you meet how, and you how do you feel right. 10 years in right 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 15 years right really so you yeah, it, it was that kind of thing because yeah. i i was coming from a place of i have not ever felt that right and and um i'm not somebody that ever fantasized or daydreamed about marriage Mm -hmm. you know it was not on my radar (laughs) at all i was just i I was not like well was that because um, of the that's that sounds like it's more coming from inside a lot of comedians that come on the show grapple with the idea of what it's like to to do something kind of countercultural, being a uh stand-up and being married but it sounds to me like you just weren't didn't feel wired for it it yeah it (laughs) felt like i would just always have this is this the person for me? Should we really be in a relationship? Mm. Or, you know, I just, I just didn't have that in me. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not saying I'm getting married, but I'm saying like this person, this is the first time, this is a person I'm not, again, I'm not saying like we're engaged, <laughs> uh, but, um, but I'm saying like nothing about her scares me. Uh. Nothing. So the thought of marriage, um, having 40 children, sure. moving to another city, moving in, just nothing yeah, yeah. about her scares me yeah. at all, uh. at all. She's very level-headed. She just, uh, I, so, so that would be something marriage, like anything else, uh-huh. would interest me now. Right. With this person. Right. Because... Everything interests me with her. Because she's taken away all this fear, and now you just have empowerment. I have no fear about no this fear. person. Ah. And that again, that's how she feels about me, which is bizarre. You would Ugh. have to know her because she's not... All of her friends and her family, yeah. they're just like, what happened to you? Really? Yeah. That's how my friends are. 
No, yeah. that's good. They're just like, where did, and, and she and I joke and say, where did our personalities go? Because <laughs> you're different people. Completely You're different. like new people. Completely new people. You've been reborn. Yeah. And it's just like, this is not me. That's so great. Yeah. I, you reminded me that the times I've been in love, and I'm, I'm happy to say that I've been in love a bunch and I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed it. The times that has been the most intense are when I'm just kind of like, I could just... Go to Denmark with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. said, a different city. Yeah. You lose all that sort of your ego starts to to bow a little bit yeah. to the idea of something greater, which is truly beautiful. Absolutely. We sat in traffic the other day, <laughs> going to the DMV. No, no, no. Had a blast. We had a blast, and she she was like, you know, I just wrote a line in a script saying that um, what was it? Something about how she's she likes someone, but she's not going to go get a smog check with them or anything, you know. <laughs> That's and then here we were at the DMV, getting a spot, well, ne- you know, needing to get a smog check. Ultimately, is that true? Uh, yeah. Are you noticing? Uh, we're are you more open to sort of? I, I wrote a joke recently where I'm like, the feeling of being in love is. We were just talking about a pen. We were just talking about pens, and I just found a pen. Uh-huh. Like I'll text that. To yeah, somebody. yeah. We were just like you start seeing no coincidences. Like the world starts to kind of make a little bit more sense, or at least everything seems to be about you guys. Are you a little bit in that space? Like she's when, when more she wrote like that. that. Is she? She's more like that. Um, <laughs> whereas I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's not for everybody. Yeah. That's how I am. You start. Opening up and saying I, things that way. I remember I was dating this girl who was just very attractive, like in, in a way that I had never dated, mm-hmm. uh, just kind of like voluptuous and kind of brassy and uh, exciting. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is weird. I've always drived like reasonable cars, uh-huh. like comparing her to a car, and <laughs> which is always a romantic yeah, move. Yeah. And I was like, but you're you're like a Corvette or something. Yeah. And I didn't just mean sexually. I just meant her personality. She yeah. was like a big person. Yeah. And I was like, and I, it, it's a little weird for me to feel all this horsepower and yeah. and see people looking. I like I'm. So so stupid, but I thought people were noticing what's that guy doing with a Corvette sort yeah. of thing. And then after I told her that, I, I went on the road and I went to an Enterprise, which I've done a thousand times, and they didn't have any regular cars. They only had like a Dodge Charger or something. Is like that a, a sports car? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was like an or it looked like the Dukes of Hazard. It was like an orange <laughs> sports car. This is actually a pretty interesting story. I don't know if I've ever told it. I've talked so much on the show. But I got the car, and I texted her a picture. I was like, this is the only car they have. Uh And I just called you, like, a sports car. Mm -hmm. And then I got in the car. The relationship ended up not being right And all by myself was playing? (laughs) 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 No. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) A little bit different. (laughs) I'm driving in the sports car, and as I am sort of, like, feeling self-obsessed or self-conscious in this this car that I feel like is too much for me. Mm -hmm. Similarly, I was feeling like she was too much for me. I'm driving around, and this guy pulls up next to me. I just got off the lot. I'm, I'm still near the airport. And this guy comes up and he's honking and he's pointing at me. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, he must love my sweet car. Yeah. This guy must love my sweet car. And I'm like, he's like, turn down the music. <laughs> turn down the. Oh, <laughs> well, Dreamweaver at that oh, point, because okay, yeah. I was still in love. <laughs> and I gave him like a, oh, yeah, like a thumbs up. Like, how do you communicate non verbally, like, thanks for the compliment on my car? And then he non You yell that. <laughs> You yelled that sentence. Thank you. Thanks for the compliment on my car. <laughs> 
I went with a thumbs up. Oh, okay. Some sort of thumbs up. Mm-hmm. He communicated non-verbally, no, dumbass, your trunk is open. Which I just thought was the perfect cosmic response to like, I don't know if I can handle this girl. Ultimately, I couldn't handle this girl. I can't the ha- trunk is yeah. open. <laughs> I can't handle the trunk. <laughs> but I got in the car and the first thing I did probably looking for like Pop the ignition, the I popped the trunk. <laughs> Andy's off. Oh, my gosh. The Enterprise guys, sir, sir. Hot girls start buttoning up their shirts and running indoors. <laughs> that was That is me. Oh. That was especially at the time. That was me in a nutshell. I could not handle that. But you're not into that sort of like, or, or not not into it, but you're not necessarily. Bombshells? No, no, not bombshells. <laughs> The uh, the idea of oh, everything makes sense. An open sense. trunk? <laughs> I'm into the idea of an open trunk. What do you feel, how do you feel about trunk accessibility? <laughs> You're okay with it? Uh, but she seems to be more... See, if somebody was like, I just wrote this line in a script and here it is happening, I would mm-hmm. kind of be like, it means something. It yeah. means something big. Oh, she, yeah, she thinks things mean things. Really? Yeah, and I'm always quick to say nothing means anything. Is that true? Yeah. Really? I'm just not... I, well, and then she corrects me... Because I speak in, where I'll say, gosh, it feels like the universe has put you in my life for this because this is probably going to go wrong later. And she's like, can you not hear yourself? Yeah. That's you feel like somebody is, you know, after in, you in control here. Oh, are, are you, you know? just in control? Yeah. Just that, not <clears throat> that I am, that a greater power is. Right. Where she, that's where we're just very different. Right. But I love it about her that... Sure. You know, and uh, my my mother passed away, and so she certain things will happen, and she'll say, "You don't you don't see your mother having a hand in any of that." Oh, so she's she's pointing that out to you, mm-hmm. which also seems t- from where I'm sitting and my bias noted towards being more like her. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that's lovely. I think it's nice. I do too. I, so you do and too. Yeah, she'll say, "You don't see your mother having a hand in this or that," and, and I'll say, "No," or she'll say. Uh, something will come up. I'm talking about something with my mother, and and she'll say, "Well, you don't you don't feel her presence right now," or, and I'll say, "No, but if she's here, tell her hello." You know, like <laughs> I, I, I I like that she is that way. Yes, she's not. She's also she's very grounded though. You know, she's she's a nice mix of that, and yeah. um, and I think it's something that I would not have been open to in a person in a relationship. Prior, I was going to say with all the things that it's it's so weird. I, it must be weird for you that people know the four month period that you went through. Did that strip you down and open you up, maybe potentially to something like this? I'm not quite sure. I mean, I, I'm sure everything has a hand in in making you, of course, what you are mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. who, I think it's that she has <clears throat> exact qualities and traits and mindsets that it only could have been that combination Hmm. to attract me the way that I've been attracted to her to see a future. Like Hmm. I'm, 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 she makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. Like across the board, she makes sense. How did that tie into the passing of your mom? Um, If it wasn't an opening up or or a vulnerability or, or, or some sort of, if it didn't evolve you in some way to see that, what, what, you made some sort of connection to... Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, <laughs> or maybe there wasn't. Maybe I misunderstood you. No, I think I was just talking about she has a spiritual side. You yeah. know, she has that spirituality about her. I don't have it. A lot of it comes up about my mother. 
that she'll mention things and mm-hmm. and um and I think you were just saying about that four month period. Yeah. I, I I think it's just I don't know that it was a time sensitive and you know, with that moment right. and I think it, it it could have been any time. It could have been before. Sure. Um but but no, I think it it it's this is the time for me and her, you mm-hmm. know, because like she was mentioning this uh thing she was involved with previously uh years prior to meeting me and she was like it would have been hell to date you doing all of that mm-hmm. or when I was involved with this. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't be the same relationship. And it's you know, timing it's that timing thing. It's timing, it's our brains make sense to each other right. completely. Right, right, right. Do you play that game of like fate, like uh, of like uh, you came in here, and if you hadn't been here, and then the timing of this? And oh all, my gosh, we torture ourselves. <laughs> we torture ourselves. <laughs> yeah. With the um, wait, yeah. What if? What if this? What? Right. Uh, I did that. You did that. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, when you were gone, you were like out of my right, out of sight, out of mind. I right. Uh, when you, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, we do a lot of that. That's great. And um, just moments and everything's so fragile. And I know. It's really crazy. It is, it is crazy. It, it, it's, it's, when I was younger, I was like, people are always talking about these choices we make. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like I'm making any choices. I'm just kind of going around floating through existence. But, like, those are choices. Yeah. Choices, sometimes you're just making choices and it just doesn't feel like you're doing anything. Mm-hmm. But really, you're constantly making choices. Yeah. And, th- and then that leads to absurd things like whether or not you'll get married, potentially, or children that would be born. Yeah. And we're all products of this insanity. Mm-hmm. And we're all products of my my dad made this choice. He met my mother in Cape Cod. And, you know, yeah. I wouldn't exist. And yeah. All these different things. And and then if you think about, like, you put a podcast like this out, people listen to it, that changes their brains a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. We're talking about love in this way. Maybe that's opening somebody up. So thousands of people and then from that tens of thousands it's, it's overwhelming yeah but it's also really if you want to talk in the way that maybe ethereal talks is the idea that it's all this incredible cosmic ballet this one consciousness that everything's informing everything mm-hmm. that i'm into yeah the idea that everything's integrated yeah and connected even yeah. though it doesn't seem that way i mean i can see how it is that way yeah and um and i have enjoyed conversations with her Flipping things and altering, you know, views to, and, and I go, oh, okay. Right. Well, more so where she'll, she'll say, maybe don't look at it like that. Maybe don't think about it that way. Think about it this way. Or, and I'm like, oh yeah, that, that's a good point. Right. Or, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, uh, and. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's really, and I'm, I'm open to that way about her because I'm open to her. You know, mm-hmm. if it was the wrong person mm-hmm. that, um had this spiritual side right i i know exactly what you're talking about i would about. be like you need to stop talking to me <laughs> i need you to stop talking yeah. <laughs> you know i'm gonna need some space I, I you know sometimes i'm troubled by the idea that um for example and this isn't what you're saying this is just what it made me think somebody that like i'm incredibly attracted to mm-hmm. somebody who's just like perfect for me physically mm-hmm. i will be more open to listen to their belief in let's just say astrology <laughs> yeah, or something right. i would be like I'll hear you out. And it troubles me 
as being a human. I'm just like, I, I just have to accept that that's part of being a human. Mm-hmm. That if you were disgusting to me, mm-hmm. I would be like, astrology is bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. because I'm enthralled by your eyes and your smile and your hair and we're having this <laughs> lovely dinner and we just made love. Yeah. yeah tell me about astrology. <laughs> but it, it, isn't it okay so to just... So you're a Virgo. <laughs> I thought you might be. (laughs) Isn't it okay to just surrender to that, that that's part of what it's like? Yeah. I mean, here, this person, I have to assume that they're attractive to you. And that's a wonderful thing because Mm -hmm. in that packaging is -hmm. all this other stuff that Mm -hmm. you're wonderfully attracted to. And when those things line up, that's great. Mm -hmm. It's also just a little bit strange to consider that if she just like had a a metal head or something, you'd be like. Which she does. Which she does. (laughs) You know, I, I feel for her. And so I'm, it's left me open to her. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm completely... I, I was talking to a friend of mine about being open to her. And, and, and it's, that's really the only thing that we're very different mm. on is spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my friend who's known me forever was just like, and it doesn't bother you. When she talks like that, and I was like, "Well, it's not like she's some airy fairy um, wackadoodle, where you know, like that side of her." <laughs> the Church is, of Airy Fairy. Yeah, she's not like out of control, and she's a very grounded. You said grounded, yeah. Per- like yeah, so grounded, right? And she just is, you know, she's a spiritual. Side she's this her. wing of her library. Yes, that you that you don't really didn't really have an interest in at all but when and, you're... and was impatient with mm-hmm. a lot of times with other people probably and sure and so this friend of mine was just like and and so you're just you're fine you're and I'm like yeah like yeah. At, like it's nothing to me yeah. it's it's having just a conversation with her and it's <laughs> like as you get older and also looking at previous relationships and arguments and things you would choose to get hung up on and have an argument about. And it's like, what a waste of energy. Mm -hmm. What a waste of time. Right. And with this person, not only does she not trigger that in me, like it pains me to think of wasting a moment of our time together with me bashing her spirituality. Right. You know, right, right, right. Or her trying to jam it down my throat. Right. That, no, your mother is here. How are you not, you know, <laughs> right, that, right, that right. we're choosing. Wake up, Tig. Yeah. That, <laughs> that we're looking for something to fight about uh-huh. and we found it. And right. that's that trigger for us. Right. You know, but right. uh, luckily, and it was so nice that she told me um, to go back to like opening yourself up to things that you could just make one decision mm-hmm. and your life changes mm-hmm. and she was saying she had that moment when she was like realizing she was not happy without me <laughs> and that she needed to come over and tell me that she wanted to be with me and it was like she said it was overwhelming for her to just think she was just on the other side of pure happiness yeah just she was just standing didn't on even the, know yeah yeah so just maybe I'll email Teg and talk about it yeah. and see what happens. Yeah, that's how she was. Yeah, and uh, and and then from there it's unknown. Mm-hmm. Maybe you, you're like, let's be together, and then you're like, you get dread, you get the yeah. opposite, and yeah. you're just like, whoops. Yeah, and instead on the other side of happiness. Yeah, right there. She was just standing. It was like a wall. She just walked around the corner and was like, yeah. Oh, now I'm utterly happy. Yeah, you know, 
<laughs> and she said what's crazy is she considered herself a tremendously happy person before. before. Yeah. And now it's just, it's it's freakish. Yeah, that wasn't even happy anymore. Yeah. That was wrong. Yeah. I've, I acclimatized to some sort of mediocre happiness. Yeah. And I just thought that, that was the highest you could go. Yeah. But the knob It's goes, so interesting when that happens. Yeah. It's tremendous. So what are her feelings about your, uh, I guess you don't have to represent her, but what is she kind of, she's trying to convince you, or not convince you, or her feeling mm-hmm. is that uh, your mother having passed is still kind of an influence in, in your life. She thinks that my <clears throat> mother shows up in things and places through music, yeah. that it's ways of visiting me or um, taking care of me. And, <laughs> and um, I don't feel it. I don't think it. Mm-hmm. I love that she does. Mm-hmm. I don't think she is crazy. Sure. You know, because she is the most sane person. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I, I love that she thinks it. Right. And there's no harm in that. Nothing. That's just a way of looking at things. If a song comes on, you can interpret that one of two ways. That's a random song. Or there's a DJ working at a <laughs> radio station. They, that song had to come up again. <laughs> or your mother from the other side was DJing. My mother's DJing. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Was like, I know I can go anywhere. Yeah. I can explore all the known universes. Yeah. But I'd rather DJ for <laughs> TIG right now. Yeah. That's my thing. <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> well, she was very into music, so it would make sense that she's DJing. <laughs> oh, she loves it? My mother? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My mother was... You were super tight. With my mother? Yeah, you and your mom. We were very tight, loved each other very much, but we also had very ups and very downs. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the cause of that? Not music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We did not agree on music. Or what did that look like, I guess? Was, did that mean you'd hang out or... My mother was um, a very wild, free-spirited person. Hippie? No. I mean, you know, a saying I always like is hippies in the heart, not in the hair. Which is, it's true. It's like you, you're free-spirited, you know? Yeah. People can grow their hair all dirty and long and be a hippie, but you right. could be the most... Um, tortured human that's, sure. that's horrible to people. In fact, I've known a lot of people in hemp necklaces that are just real tense pieces of shit. <laughs> well, I always talk about, like a lot of times when people are into meditation, yoga, the hippie way, I'm not saying this is all, I'm saying sure. a lot of times when people are, they have a lot of inner turmoil. Sure. And they're seeking that out through yoga and meditation Absolutely. and all that. And right. they just have so much unrest. Right. And, um, but so my mother, she just, she was, she did what she wanted to do. She was a dancer. She was a painter. She was, uh, she just did her thing when she wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. She liked to party. She liked to. Oh, even into adulthood? Yes. I don't know why <laughs> that felt weird to say, but yeah. like. So yeah, she was she was just she was wild. She wasn't like uh, my mother was not home baking cookies. She was not sewing anything. Even for when me. you were a kid, no. When you were growing up, you still had kind of like a wild style mom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Especially really, when I was young. really. Oh yes. Was that cool or was that like Jesus? It was really mom. cool when I was young. Yeah. You know, I always had the mother. She, everybody was like. Which 
I wish your mom was my mom. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. she's just so funny and so wild. Right. And so um, was she a, like, a, I don't care if you drink, just do it in the house. No, not really. Uh, it wasn't so much that. It yeah. was. It was. It was not that typical. Like cool. your mom's cool because yeah, yeah. she lets us drink. Right. It was. It was like <laughs> my mother. Uh, my friends would come over and eat and she would dye their mashed potatoes different colors you know like they'd sit down to dinner and their mashed potatoes were blue she'd be like tig don't tell them you know i'm like all right so we'd sit down and and they'd be like she did bits yeah yeah she's, she did life bits yeah she's really funny because she just she got the cosmic joke yeah yes. yeah she was she was very funny um and um <laughs> and so and yeah, she was, you know, she'd listen to music out by the pool till late. She'd drink, she'd have friends over, they'd stay up all night. She'd, you know, disappear, run off. We're like, we're, we're, you know, mm. she, she had, you know, ways that were, when you get older as a kid, you're, you're like, um, could you go to bed <laughs> or could you come home? Or could you not? Could you turn your radio down? You're telling you know? your mom <laughs> yes. to turn your her stereo yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. That's crazy. And so um, she just, yeah. I so, don't. I don't have that at all. Like that staying up all night sort of thing. Like I just, I or any of that. What I'm hearing is a lot of spontaneity, mm-hmm. a lot of fearlessness. My, with my mother? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A fearless spontaneity and a little bit of a presence and an understanding of maybe that life is, is fleeting and, and precious or something. I know there's different ways to spin this, but mm-hmm. what I'm hearing is I'm always going to bed on time because I'm just like, I'm, I need rest. Yeah. Like, I, don't, I was like too well raised yeah, or, yeah. or just bought Sesame Street too yeah. literally and I was like, yeah. you go to bed, turn yeah. your stereo off. Shower, like yeah. always. You brush feed your the teeth. monster in the trash can. <laughs> <laughs> feed the monster. These are life lessons yes. people need. Yeah. Talk to the furry elephant. Right. <laughs> then go to bed. Go to bed. <laughs> Take it literally. <laughs> yeah, very literal interpretation. Yeah. But when I hear about people like that, and we have some friends uh, that are a little bit like that. Our, our friend TJ is one of my kind of inspirations of somebody that would just be like, "Yeah, let's do that." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, let's let's go. Go to uh, a different city tonight just because we can. I'm just like, well, you know, I, I got something. I, l- I left a party last night because I had this at 2 p.m. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it didn't even consider – I didn't even consider staying. There were a lot of friends, That's free food, so and I was like – They weren't charging at the party. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a restaurant and oh, the food oh, okay. was free. Um, <laughs> $2 a sausage, please. $2 a sausage. I'm going to turn a profit at this party. <laughs> yeah. I, so when I hear about uh, a heart hippie uh-huh. like your mother, even though it did sound inconvenient, to yeah. be honest, I'm the kind of person that would be like, this is not the kind of person I want around uh-huh. all the time. Yeah. I do I do find a, I'm a little bit jealous of that ability yeah. to yeah. be like, let's do it. Yeah. But it did wear, uh, not wear out its welcome, but occasionally you were like, enough Well, it's just there was conflict and things coming up and, and difficulties to, you know, my mother just doing whatever, whenever, however. Right. And and so it it definitely was a, um, you know, it, it caused stress and friction between us. But there was also good times and sure and yeah there was both of it. there was extreme on both 
both sides of that. But you have to kind of sit down and be like, I need you to be more of a traditional mom in this in this moment. Yeah, or you know, I could tell like as I got older, she'd tone it down when I'd be around, and it'd be nice, you know. She had this uh, gaggle of of uh, friends from. <laughs> Uh, these crazy Cajun women from Louisiana that she hung out with. And, you know, they'd party. They'd go on cruises, like 20 women go on a cruise together. And, and it was fun to hear stories through them, yeah. like what my mother did or what happened. Right. And, and, um, and Your mom was better as like a, a summation. Yeah. Like you want the highlight reel. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see it all the time. Yeah, right. Um so it, it was fun to hear about my mother through, sure. through people. Wait, were your parents stay together? No, not since I was six months. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But my stepfather, I was raised since I was two. Okay. So, yeah. all right. So there was a guy, a fella around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. he was cool with it. With my mother? Yeah. Well, he, he was very, um, he's a very... He was in the military. He's an attorney. He's oh, that's right. Very... Weren't, weren't we talking about one time in real life, not as a part of a show? <laughs> weren't we talking in real life? I don't life? understand. <laughs> it is funny that when we set this up, we were like, we could either go to lunch or we could record it. Because yeah. I really do want to yeah. talk to you about that email I wrote you uh-huh. and just what a weird experience that was for me. Uh, we'll get to that. But uh, we also talked about, um, you said that right after your mom died, uh, that you went and it was hard for maybe the family to experience it or something. There were some walls up. Does that sound familiar? Um, or you like you took off or something? Hmm. Does that sound familiar? I took off. Oh, oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving. Oh, the first Thanksgiving. Yeah, we, yeah without my mother. We went to Austin. Uh, my mother and my stepfather lived. My stepfather still lives outside of Houston. Um, and... Uh, in spring, Texas, and uh, we went to Austin to have Thanksgiving with my family mm-hmm. uh, out there. And then, um, and uh, yeah, I just kind of reached the point where I was like, okay, this is nice, and uh, but I need to be alone now. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed mm-hmm. to, I needed to take off. So, well, that's a, that's a hard thing. I mean, that's hard for yeah, anybody can imagine that. It's just glaring. Right. That uh, my mother's not there. No blue mashed potatoes. I'm not even. No, tra- I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. I'm like, there's no, no- blue mashed potatoes. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, I just was like, I'm going to head back to Houston. Yeah. And so I just need to get away from things. That's good. But then to bring it back to the relationship, that seems to have brought some healing to it, right? I mean, like, doesn't, doesn't it feel like this is a, like a universal response of love coming back into your life and a little bit of a perspective, maybe? Having my girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. I, that's what I was talking to my girlfriend about is just the, you know, I the fear of having something so good appear. What does that mean mm. um, on the other side of right, it? Right, right, right. And, and it's like, it doesn't mean you're going to get punished right. for having something Where good. Where did you get that? You weren't raised religious. No. I always I, go to like I, some I sort know. of hard just, Catholic sort I mean, of upbringing. I, I had a Catholic upbringing, but it was not strict and I didn't believe in God and my mother <laughs> knew that. Really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, I don't believe in God. And she was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're weird, uh, you know, weird in the good way. Mother didn't uh, uh, believed in God, like believed in a traditional. She did, but she was very private about it. Uh-huh. Um, but even though she was Catholic, she wasn't, you know, anti-gay or anti. Sure. You know, she she was. Uh, it was her jam. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like there, there's a there's a branch of Catholicism like that that uh, the kooky sort of uh, mm-hmm. open minded people can enjoy. I, I I love and admire the ritual of Catholicism, the high church, and mm-hmm. and you know confession and and even just the art of it can mm-hmm. be very inspiring and spiritual. So I understand why somebody who would be like you're saying open minded would would still cling to some sort of you know semblance of. Catholicism. Yeah, but it, it was never. I never heard my mother talk about God. Yeah, interesting. Ever? <laughs> no, no evangelizing. No. No concern over the fires of hell. No, <laughs> not at all. I don't even think she was anti-abortion. I don't. I you know. Sure. Like, I think she just was raised Catholic and believed in God, but I don't think she knew the ins and outs or cared about the ins and outs. Right, and that's the God that she went with. Yeah, it's, she she was just like. It just was private, I think, personal. Right. And and for you, is it still no God? Yeah, I don't really... I'm not a believer. <laughs> um, but I do appreciate when people do. I'm, and the exploration or whatever. It's interesting. It's... it's uh, I'm intrigued by it. Mm-hmm. It's like the relationship I could never find. Mm-hmm. It's the religion I can never find. I'm like, what? really? So you believe... Right. It's not that I don't want it or I'm not open to it. It's, it's just... Brilliant. It's just... Uh, that's fascinating. This was pre-ethereal Tig. You're mm-hmm. you're pre you're still in pre-ethereal God mode, and maybe there isn't. Yeah. This clicking person, uh, this clicking relationship with some sort of concept. Yeah. That's going to feel perfect. Yeah. But you know, you didn't you didn't think that the relationship was necessarily there either. Right. I think that's exactly right. There is something romantic love and spiritual love very very similar. In mm-hmm. fact, the language that they use. I grew up religious, so I kind of know this stuff. You know, Christ's love for the church and and that's the model of marriage. Like mm-hmm. Christian marriage is supposed to be like Jesus to the church. And and the way that like nuns marry Jesus and and the way that my 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 own family, the women in my family I know that are religious, the way that Cut they kind of all those lesbian nuns marrying <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> It's going to be <laughs> hot in the sack. <laughs> well, they, but everybody's getting what they want. Yeah, Jesus yeah. doesn't want it. Yeah, right. And they don't want it. Yeah. So everybody uh-huh. kind of wins. Yeah. And you get your quiet nun bed and a little <laughs> old guitar. Yeah. And you sing songs, light a candle, go uh-huh. to bed, yeah. put the candle out. Blow the candle out. <laughs> go to bed. Say Feed goodnight. The monster. Say goodnight to the little monster. And then yeah, feed the monster. <laughs> Say goodnight to the yeah. hairy elephant. <laughs> go to bed in your nun bed. <laughs> Which I'm assuming is filled with hay. Yeah. It's a hay nun bed. Of course. I'm just picturing Nacho Libre. That's all I'm doing. Have you seen that? No. I could. I would have bet $1,000 that it was a no. Yeah. <laughs> you can bet that on every movie. Is that true? Pretty much. Not a big movie person? Mm-mm. Interesting. But um, my girlfriend watches approximately one movie a day. Really? Yes. When she's like writing kind of like a break thing or like I know it's part of her life apparently um, but is it during the day or are you watching these movies together I'm not watching them with her so it's happening during the work day is what I mean just whenever I'm not around or so, you know I guess movies a, are a, happening a movie happens <laughs> yeah <laughs> because she's writing movies but we stuff. watched the documentary that you suggested okay. we watched Food Matters yes we fell asleep it was so funny we were sitting on the couch <laughs> so it wasn't a hit no listen listen we were sitting on the couch we had come home from dinner sat on the couch we were both really looking forward to watching these documentaries yeah and so we but just because of my recommendation uh-huh. oh yeah. that makes me feel happy well she's really into eating vegan and raw as well uh, okay yeah. okay and so um she yes she wanted to see that so we come home from dinner we sit on the couch <laughs> get it on netflix start watching it and i wake up to her tapping me 
saying, we're watching a black screen. <laughs> we were both just sitting there asleep on the couch with someone saying, and vegetables are, you know, <laughs> it had gone to the black screen, but he was still telling us all about it. Wait, the movie was playing, was but the screen went the to screen. picture saver yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. And so, vegetables are very good. <laughs> yeah, you should eat more vegetables. And she's like, Tig. The solution to all your problems. Yeah, we're asleep. <laughs> we're looking at, like, we were laughing, thinking of somebody seeing us. <laughs> Two people zonked out, listening to vegetables. Just the just audio infor- of Food Matters. Off, off, with a black screen and audio. <laughs> vegetables are good for you. <laughs> good night. <laughs> so we went to bed. Yes. And then we woke up at like 8.30 in the morning and yes. watched it. Oh, really? Um, yeah. We watched it in the morning. Can I, I'll back it up just a little bit. This isn't that interesting, but I was interested in the idea. So you, you uh, had cancer. Uh, everybody knows that. This part of the four, everybody knows that. Everybody, everybody knows, that. knows that. Everybody's into that. Yeah. It's a, it, well, it's weird because I, I, I Googled you just to make sure I didn't, there wasn't some glaring There's the thing. right Tig. <laughs> if you write in Tig Notaro, it'll say Tig Notaro comedy stand-up. You know, the suggestions. And one of them is Tig Notaro cancer. Uh-huh. It was like a story, yeah. of course. And a very inspiring and lovely story, I would say. But um, so I'm watching Food Matters mm-hmm. because I watch those movies. Mm-hmm. Like your girlfriend, I'm into that sort of stuff. And then mm-hmm. I find myself eating like shit. Mm-hmm. I'll just, a couple months, like six months later, I'm just eating Chinese food at two in the morning. And I'm like, what has happened? So I'll re-watch those movies. Yeah. And then I started feeling like, well, I just do this for myself. Uh-huh. And I, I, I tried, you got you to gotta make sure people are open to it. When I first saw Food Matters and Hungry for Change and Forks Over Knives, all these like movies that are kind of like, hey, what you eat is important to your health. It's killing you. It's basically killing you. I, you can make that. Or making you live. Or making it's you live. It's doing one or the other. You can either get like really high on your food yeah. and feel really great or, or you can feel like shit. And, and it's hard because the stuff that makes you feel like shit, I just started preaching here. The stuff that makes you feel like shit is very addictive. Yeah. Like it, it, you're, it's chemically made to make you go, this is satisfying and good and I should eat more of this. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I'm completely victim to that. And that's why I have to watch those movies every uh-huh. once in a while. The first time I sent them to my brother and mm-hmm. my mother, and I realized I was like, this is one of those things that can rub people the wrong way. Yeah, it's a wasted lesson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People just aren't necessarily open to all sorts of different things. Right. And believe me, I'm open to like lots of strange stuff, and I've noticed I've reached the point in my own life where I just have to like keep my mouth shut yeah. you know, about some things. Uh, but so, but like, I think it's good to just kind of tap on the glass a bit and be like, you interested? No? Yeah. Okay. All yeah. Right. I'll yeah. step away. If you are, let me know because I will <coughs> talk up a storm about I, it. I could get better about tap, glass tapping yeah. because what I did was just sent the By movies. the way, I just made up that saying. You know, tap on the glass a little bit. Do it. Yeah. I think that's an important lesson. Bumper it, stickers are being printed <laughs> now. And it just says Tignation yeah. at the bottom. Uh-huh. So I, I remember my mom didn't watch it. Kind of, It was interesting to me because she like knew she would agree with it but didn't really want the inconvenience. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's in her 70s and she's just like, you know – yeah. If I can take it easy. Yeah. My brother, I don't know if he watched it. But then I'm watching it and there's this whole part about, about And they're cancer. unhealthy eaters. Not necessarily. Okay. Okay. I mean You just like to yell at people that are <laughs> doing the right thing anyway. I just you know, to be honest, in that moment I felt too vulnerable saying that they were. I mean, I would say 
not necessarily a perfect or an ideal diet. Yeah. My mother is obsessed with with health and stuff, and and as as she's aging, I, I feel her, and I have to. We talk. I'm close with my mother too. We talk about like what it's like getting older. Uh-huh. So if I watch a documentary that's like eating this way has been beneficial towards Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. I want to send that to my yeah, mother, who right. I know is afraid of those sorts of degenerative uh-huh. diseases. So I had that moment with you. So I'm watching it, and I'm and I'm really was struck. And, you know, I hope this isn't weird. I just love you. I think you're fantastic. Well, no, I appreciate it. <laughs> well, no, you're, when you were, like, apologizing for sending that email to me, I just thought, well, that's odd, you know, because I... was I, so afraid you were going to be like... I thought it was so kind i loved it i was oh. like god that's so because it even when now I, that's a relief <laughs> well truly but when i saw it like the email was kind of lengthy yeah. and i thought i wonder what <laughs> project you know what i mean i'm like, gonna ask you to do well, something. yeah like I, you know and um and so i was skimming through it and it was just um hey i care about you i saw these food movies right and I thought of you, and I don't know if you're aware of them, but right. if so, you should watch them. There's a lot of language, what my therapist called pop-ups, which is like, I don't mean anything by it. You yeah, know, I didn't yeah. just say, yeah. hey, I watched this and thought of you. Right. There was a draft of that email yeah. where I was like, maybe the play – and I emailed uh, a friend of ours, uh-huh. and I was like, do you think Tiggle will be upset if uh-huh. I do this? Please and- don't call me Tiggle <laughs> Oh, Tiggleby. Yes. Now I only want to call you Tiggleby. I, uh, what was it? So I'm watching it. There's a huge. Did you ask Sarah? Is that who I asked Kyle. Oh, yes, Kyle. Yeah, Uh yeah, yeah. I texted Sarah last time we were going to do this, Uh right at the beginning of your shitstorm. And she only gave me cat dancers, which we talked about on the the live one. Cat dancers? What is that? Not cat dancers. Some show. We talked about it on the live one. And I remember it didn't even go anywhere. You were like, oh, I really like this movie about... Cat Dancers? It might not be called Cat Dancers. I've never heard... It's not Cat Dancers. Cat Dancers. I've I... never heard cat put next to dancer. <laughs> There's a lot of things you can since put Since I've next been to. alive. Tiggleby. Tiggleby has never heard it. <laughs> so the weird thing was... And, what and so I... Kyle was like, of course not. Kyle was like, uh, he said, she has a friend that I think is already getting her kind of onto the raw vegan tip. Uh-huh. And I'm not a raw vegan, but I'm, I'm, I dabble. <laughs> onto the tip. I like, it's hilarious. I've been doing that for years. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't know. See, and then I remember that you and I had talked briefly. I was asking if you took a probiotic uh-huh. or if you were doing a macrobiotic yeah. diet uh-huh. uh, since uh, your surgery. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that you were kind of, mm-hmm. which is very similar to what I do. I do it kind of. Well, I take a probiotic... A refrigerated probiotic every oh, day. Acidophilus? Uh, no, it's just the it's it's called um, um, God, I can't remember the name of it. It's just a pill. Oh, uh, refrigerated pill that I take every day, and um, and then as far as my diet, the raw vegan, I'm not a hundred percent. I just lean towards it. I yeah. would say. 50 to 75% of my diet is right. raw to vegan. Well, that's what that movie says. Uh-huh. Uh, it says your diet, you know, a 51. good place to start should be just slightly over 50%. Yeah. And then you'll be good. Your body won't go into, uh, I forget what the term is, but it won't think that your food is like a foreign yeah. threat to you or whatever. That's the idea of eating raw. And also just getting enzymes and just live mm-hmm. living stuff. This yeah. is all stuff you've heard. So I'm watching that. And then the Gerson therapy, that, that's what they're talking about in that film, which is the idea that you can beat basically any disease. Right. Your body wants to heal itself. Uh-huh. And you're watching this. And then remember the, the kind of disturbing part of the film is they show a lot of before and after pictures of people with cancer, uh-huh. uh, with big tu- like visible tumors. Right. And then it's, it's hard to watch. 
But then they're like, this is after six months of the therapy. And mm-hmm. I'm like sitting there and I just got that convicted feeling. But that's what I kind of wanted to talk to you about is like when people get cancer, there's a little bit of a – we don't know how to deal with it. Nobody, We're bad at it. Uh-huh. People are bad with grief. People are bad with illness. Uh-huh. People are bad with loss, something that you got all three of those. And then so I was like, okay – I think I could email this to Tig, or maybe it would be a bad thing to do. And then I became afraid of you. I started having a, a fantasy that you'd be insulted or something, That's which is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's like when I saw you right after your diagnosis, that we don't know what to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I, you don't have to give a seminar here now, but like, it, it's interesting because I know you don't want to feel like a pariah or a leper, but people just suddenly don't know how to talk to you anymore. Do I say, subject line, cancer? <laughs> hey Tig, you had cancer. These movies talk about it. Am I light about it? Am I serious about it? like yeah. it took a long a lot of drafts. Well, I appreciate that you thought that through. I'm 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 somebody it's hard to offend me. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where I'm very similar to my girlfriend. I noticed That's great. Yeah. It's 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 hard to offend us, and um, especially with words. I'd have to. I just yeah, you're just like those yeah. are just sounds you make. I think there is something like with losing my mother. There's been you know times where people make jokes about it, you know, and and I'm like, uh, you probably don't need to make jokes about my mother dying, right? You know, not like, your favorite. It's not my favorite. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, I take it in stride, but I'm I'm also like, it's not it's not fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah, 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 certainly. And uh that feels like something that I should probably just go ahead and handle that on my own if I, if there's going to be any mother jokes like I got that covered. Right, right, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh I don't need help here. Tig's got a great uh, loss of mother chunk. Yeah. Don't you, don't you step sh- on it. Yeah. <laughs> She'll close with yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of jokes there. It's so fun. Your mother oh, dies. You just no. want to make a lot of jokes. Um but um but yeah, with with cancer and uh, really, really anything, people bringing it up or not bringing it up, I I get it. You know, one of the things I talked about on I, I don't know if it was the Nerdist or sure. some other podcast, but how I think it was the Nerdist actually. Oddly enough, <laughs> um, just that what I did learn during that time period, most of all, is that people can't do or show up in ways in certain times and that does not negate the friendship Mm -hmm. you know that's their weakness Mm -hmm. if they can't bring up something to you or they bring it up poorly or they make a joke about your mother it's like all of that should not wipe away a whole friendship because i had friends that did not show up in certain ways Mm mm-hmm you know, people like to check in at the tail end mm-hmm. when they know you're all right. Mm-hmm. That does not mean that they don't care about you. Right. It does not mean that the good times you had are not right. valid right. anymore. People that listen to the show a lot know that I'm about to bring up my divorce because that's that's the only real grief that I had that was like an isolated event sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I, I, I had a similar thing where there were the people that dropped everything and kind of came out mm-hmm. and saw you. Then there are people that don't. But that's also, that's also grief. Grief, mm-hmm. loss, disease. Mm-hmm. People are... F- amateurs yeah luckily completely and it's like it's i don't find it offensive i don't you know if people are like you know i never said anything to you or how the way i said this or i didn't say anything or i did or i did this like it's all fine right 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 right. it's all 
Fine. I think people play it safe, though. They'd much rather underplay it than overplay it. Mm-hmm. Like when I saw you, and that was at, at Natasha's party, and we were hanging out, and and it was right around. Like I could kind of feel it, you know, in your face. Um, and I was like, "Do you go right for it?" <laughs> you know, was what I mean? this uh, which which w- w- I had cancer at the time? You, had, you just you just found out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. And I. Remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It yeah. was just kind of like every, I could feel, you get that feeling. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing that people can sense. Yeah. It, it almost releases this pheromone that people uh-huh. are like, oh, everyone's tiptoeing. Yeah. And nobody likes it. Yeah. We're at a party and our friend has cancer. Right, exactly. Yeah, that, I and remember that. What do you do? Yeah. What's the, and we're all fucking yeah. comedians. Yeah. And uh-huh. we're supposed to be the people that are like, hey, let's talk about the thing you don't yeah. talk about. And yeah. we're just kind of looking to you for cues. And then we're like, Oh, I feel like I'm, we're burdening her, like yeah. making her open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird thing. Yeah, that was a weird time. Yeah, but I'm glad. I'm glad the the movie was all right, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was gonna t- go ahead. I was just gonna say, absolutely. I always love. Um, well, I love documentaries. Yeah, and I love food documentaries. Yeah. So. Uh, me and, too. And those. I hadn't heard of either of those. Good. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, you, because I'm thinking of other people in my family. It, it, you know, there's some people in my family that have cancer. I'm like, do I send it to them? And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a weird choice to make. I don't know why I just brought that up. I guess I'm still feeling weird about it. But anyway, I, I love that. Here's, here's where I'm full of shit, though. Is mm-hmm. I'm watching that movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, everything can be healed with food if mm-hmm. we allow our, our body to heal itself. And I, I, that just kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. But then I've been struggling with this cold for like uh, three months, it feels like. I've just uh-huh. had a chest cold for three months. And all I, you know, I drink so much of this weird juice shit and uh, wheatgrass every day and blah, blah, blah. Almost, yeah. almost like somebody that's trying to cure themselves from something severe. And I couldn't get rid of this cough. Uh-huh. And, then I was, and then I finally went to the doctor and now I'm just on regular, not antibiotics, but, you know, similar stuff. He's like, uh-huh. take Mucinex and take this other thing at night. And I was like, oh, I'm a, I'm a little bit full of shit. Uh-huh. Because I'm like trying to cleanse myself and enable my body, but after about two months of a cold, I was like, "That's about enough of this." <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And I was yeah. like, "What if it was like a life or death situation? Could I have the the gall or the courage or or what? Or some people would say the stupidity to go like, "I'm not doing chemo. My I'm friend, not doing surgery." Yeah. Well, yeah. For me, I I would have considered it if, but my cancer was invasive. Right. My tumor was invasive, and so. I, my friend Rick cured his cancer through raw food. No. Yeah. 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 He had, um, um, thyroid cancer, which is a more contained, uh, cancer. Right. Yours was spreading. Um, Or was, could have, they didn't know. Mm -hmm. Um, when, yeah, when the tumor's invasive, it's, it's, it's 50 50. They don't know till they go in for surgery. Wow. And so I was kind of, once I got diagnosed and they're like, your cancer's invasive, so we won't know till surgery. It was just like, well, I guess I won't sleep. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was scared I was dying. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. was it was the worst. And, right. And so um, uh, Rick's cancer, he, um, his, his tumor was not invasive, and so he felt comfortable... Uh, I've heard of those. Yeah, there's different types that that you can feel more confident mm-hmm, to go at it this mm-hmm. way. Yeah, I didn't feel like I could do it. I've, you know, every doctor, every surgeon I went to, they were like, you know, you have cancer on both sides. It's invasive, double mastectomy. I kept thinking the more doctors and surgeons I talked to, they would say, you know, just 
just a lumpectomy or mm-hmm. just one side. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so funny, like that fear back then of not wanting my body to change and not, you know, just wanting as little. And now it's like I have scars across my chest, no nipples. I'm completely fine with my body. <laughs> You know, like I, I'm so comfortable (laughs) with my body that I could walk around topless. You know what I mean? It's crazy that that was just one year, like a year and two weeks ago. And here it is a complete 180. A hundred percent. How did you surrender that? It just through the process through, you know, I, yeah, I think just kind of everything that I had gone through in the four months of, of just being, surrender is the word that i use all the time i had to surrender repeatedly Mm. you know just pneumonia c diff my mother dying breakup cancer like those were they're coming that's it's not you don't negotiate Mm -hmm. it's not i mean i guess you can negotiate a relationship but it just that it was over it was Mm -hmm. it was done it was and i have cancer that's you know you can't you have to get a double mastectomy it's Mm -hmm. coming that's Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. and um and then i also you know, uh, right when I broke up with my girlfriend and was diagnosed, I had started hanging out with this other girl, and she, <laughs> frankly, just thought I was hot. <laughs> you know, yeah. And and it gave me confidence mm. mm-hmm. that my scars were hot. Yeah, you know, oh, and it so just great. was. She was just such a, a key person in that time. Yeah, and um, and I'm so thankful. Yeah, for that. yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it, it it it's not anything I could have ever imagined that this person would find me to be hot because right. we were hanging out before I was diagnosed. Right, and it was brand new hanging out, mm-hmm. and then I had to call and say I have cancer. Right. And then she thought I was hot. Yeah. You know? That's the that's one of my favorite kinds of love. That's yeah. so fantastic. Yeah, it was just it was it was just perfect for for the time and it just gave me confidence and and um you know, I had all these fears of oh gosh, when I try and date, I'm going to have to um uh explain everything to people and um I'm going to have to be like, "Hey, I have scars across my chest and I right, right. don't, you know, like, not that everyone knows I had cancer, right. but in my world, it's, it's, <laughs> people know, right? you know, sure. and I don't have to explain anything really anymore. Right. It just kind of is part of it. And, and, you know, and I just, I, I'm so okay with my body and I think it's just been really cool supportive people yeah. around me and me going okay yeah i guess i do kind of look cool yeah and there uh you, go. you know it's just it's it's uh it's just changing your mindset yeah about yourself yeah and, and i would not even though i don't want my cancer to come back right obviously because it's not treatable but um <laughs> I, I remember you made that joke <laughs> it's true <laughs> uh, but i um you know i I wouldn't take away the fact that I had cancer. Mm. I am so appreciative. And I think a lot of people that have had it feel that way, that mm-hmm. have made it through, obviously, because mm-hmm. uh, it's so life-changing. Yeah. It, and um, I'm so altered in a way that I, I could not have been. Mm-hmm. And um, 
So I think that one of the girls uh, in Food Matters, I forget her name, but she did a documentary <clears throat> called Crazy Sexy Cancer. And mm-hmm. I think th- there's a lot of people in that film mm-hmm. that talk about that mm-hmm. being a sort of, you know, it, uh, what's the word? Not cauterizing, but something it, 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 it incites you, it wakes you up. Uh-huh. And on the other side of it, it, it can be better. And yeah. that's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. I wouldn't take away my experience having cancer i wouldn't take away my scars mm. i wouldn't i wouldn't change anything i would it's... i'm like i'm so happy <laughs> the way that i am and what i've been through and it's the first time i felt truly proud of myself yeah when people would say god i'm proud of myself i'd be like that's such a weird thing to say like mm-hmm. that you're proud of yourself i feel proud of myself yeah like when i made it through all of that stuff i was like you know what <laughs> I'm proud of myself. That's great. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I feel like I hit the lottery. I lived. Things are going well. And then my relationship, I, I was like, wait, I won the Mega Millions again? <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I, it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Yeah. But it's also maintaining all that, like your happiness and the good life of your career, your health, yeah. your relationships. It's. There's maintenance in yeah. it that's yeah, yeah. so key. Sure. And getting off track, and then you watch a movie, you talk to friends, you right. you go to eat with people that enjoy that. Sure. You know, like I could not date somebody that did not have an interest in healthy eating. Right. I would, it's unattractive to me. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It's unattractive. No, I, I've noticed that too. And when you find somebody that is on board with you nutritionally, yeah. well, what you eat and what you do, that, that's, that is a big uh, part of how you, I think, view the world. And, mm-hmm. and when you talk about being proud of yourself, it also is, can be an indication of, of self-love in yeah. a lot of times. If somebody is, is going to be um, you know, responsible about what they're eating or mm-hmm. whatever. And now that, that is the best plan for you to, to make sure that it doesn't come back, is to make sure that you're kind of giving yourself, your body a good environment. Yes. Is that the is that the thinking there? Absolutely. I mean, uh, again, I I did have an awareness and I did eat like that um before. Yeah, but not consistently. Mm-hmm. And um I certainly I'm not a vegetarian mm-hmm. and I, I think I told you in yeah, an we email said that, I was yeah. like, "Oops, I had a steak." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we call the, that fl- I call, say flegan, <laughs> flexible vegan. Yeah. <laughs> but I I I do like eating like that where I I'm not I'm not shut off to anything. Yeah. In life. Right. And that includes food, but I do try to make it a 50 to 75% of right. my of my food is uh raw or vegan. And, um, but yeah, I ate like that previously Mm. and now I can always do better. Um, but again, luckily my girlfriend eats like that. That's great. And, um, she is vegetarian leaning towards vegan and raw. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I'm also, uh, I'm on hormone treatment because my cancer is fed by hormones. So it's, uh, blocking the hormones, uh, just in case they didn't get all the cancer, mm-hmm. um, in the surgery. And I opted to not have chemo. Just, I didn't want to destroy my body mm-hmm. anymore. Then, mm-hmm. so that, that, that was my choice is, um, didn't want to do chemo. Went with, I'm going to be doing the hormone treatment for five years, and which, you know, I actually want to look into if there's a way around that. Mm-hmm. Like if I could stop doing that, right? And um, 
And I, I really don't know. But mm-hmm. it's something I'm open to if I knew I was safe. But it is true. If my cancer came back, it it would not be treatable. Mm-hmm. And it would come back in the form of lung or blood or bone cancer. And it's because my cancer would have been advanced at that stage <laughs> if it if it appeared again. Yep. If it was an original cell from my breast cancer, I don't have any breast tissue anymore, so it, it would can't have to go somewhere else. Have to go somewhere else, and um, so I obviously don't want to take any chances. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but um, it's not fun to, you know, <laughs> never eat a Cheeto. Yeah, or, yeah, I guess that's what I'm getting at. Is I'd like to have some Cheetos. <laughs> we can make that happen. We have my cash. Gr- my girlfriend, she's specifically repulsed by Cheetos. Really? It's like, if I see orange on someone's fingertips, Ooh. I'm just like, I'm out. I'm just, done with them. Yeah, just please. <laughs> please. Because for me, I'm so not into. If I see somebody drinking a diet coke, uh-huh. I'm like, I it's a turnoff to me because it's just so bad for you. Yeah, I but, just I I just. Did you watch Hungry for Change? That's where I learned all about uh-uh. uh, diet coke. That that one is arguably even better. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch that. Oh yeah, that wasn't me marshalling. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> no, I know, cue. I know, but I'm saying like um, I I've always been yeah, really you'll like it. Yeah, Diet Coke is just like, I mean, I can hang out. Sure. It's not like I can't hang out with people drinking Diet Coke. If I'm dating someone, right. I, it, it is such a turnoff to it me. It took me a long time to figure it out, though, I think. What? Like, specifically, like, it just didn't go in line with the rest of my life. Like, I, I kind of knew, like, oh, we should eat this and this and this. I had an idea of what nutrition was. You drank Diet and Coke. And when I drank a Diet Coke, I wasn't like, this is my allowance. Or, like, I know I'm being bad. I was just like, yeah, it's calorie-free Coke. Yeah. And that's what you should drink. And I yeah. was like, oh, God. Could you, I, I actually don't know that much about why it's bad. I just know you should stay off it. I don't know all the ins and outs. I just know in general I try to eat as clean as I can. Yeah. It, it's just at a restaurant at a friend's house. But it, you'll walk in and catch me having a cheese enchilada. Yeah, sure. You know? Right. With a clump of beef on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, it's just... it's. Is that with or without the clump of beef? <laughs> <laughs> Clump, please. Um, but yeah, I, I I try to make, at, you know, at the grocery store, at a friend's house, at a party, at a restaurant, I try to make the healthiest sure. choice. Mm-hmm. And um, but as far as diet coke, it just goes along with everything else, which is it, I know it's it's so far from a natural right. Um, you can look at the ingredients and go like, I shouldn't be yeah, doing this. Yeah. But it's also highly addictive because it, it uh, causes your brain cells to go in this almost like a state of euphoria and then they mm-hmm. burst, they mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. And that feeling is actually very good. It's yeah. a very nice feeling. Yeah. That's why a lot of women to diet will only drink Diet Coke instead of a meal because yeah. it triggers your insulin and it makes you think you're getting something satisfying. Right. But you're not. It also yeah. makes you think you're getting something sweet. So you kind of go into that sort of uh, diabetic-y sort of process. Yeah. Your body just is not equipped. So gross. But it's also not equipped with a lot of the things we're eating. Mm-hmm. That that's something that you know I I can't I like saying this as much as I can. I think food is the next thing because uh, heart disease and all these different things uh, are kill so many more people than uh, cigarettes ever mm-hmm. do. And food is made to be as addictive as cigarettes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like when when you see you know. Somebody overweight or somebody that's not eating correctly, it's not really their fault. I really do think there is a corporate responsibility when we're, you know, feeding children mm-hmm. whose brains just aren't ready to cope with the, you know, mathematics of their meal. Yeah. They become addicted and then become sick. Well, yeah, what I found really um, 
what I really liked about that movie, The Food Matters, was just the... I like that one moment or line when they said, you know, the first warning sign is death. Yeah, that's right. When you're unhealthy, when you're eating poorly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, uh, cardiac I, arrest. Yeah, cardiac he's, arrest. Yeah. He's talking about it. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no treatment. Yeah. You the just drop first dead. warning sign right. is death. And that's the same guy. That's the big vitamin guy. Mm-hmm. And he's the guy talking about the woman that had like intense, intense depression. And mm-hmm. they just gave her like so much vitamin Niacin. C. Niacin was yeah. the drinking one too. I brought that up on this too. Because in my own life, I find that if I take uh, B3... I thought vitamin C was for cancer and niacin was for the depression with drinking. Oh, you're drinking. right. You're yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. Depression. Because that's so interesting to yeah. me because drinking and depression and anxiety are often like really linked. Hand you know hand, what I mean? Yeah. So people are medicating their depression and their anxiety with alcohol, which is something that I've done in my own life. It's something I do in my own life. Mm-hmm. But when you're taking more of these vitamins, it's really interesting to me. And, and I'm just using myself as a guinea pig, so I can't speak for other people. If I take... 3,000 milligrams of niacin, which is what he says Alcoholics Anonymous was doing for a time, I will find that my desire to drink goes down. I'll, I'll almost not do it because I want to go out and have a drink. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I've done that before. I'm wow. Like, I'm not going to take this because I don't want to not drink. I'd That's like interesting. Drink. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some uh, drinky pals that I should probably mention that to. The niacin? Mm-hmm. Well, there's also... The nutritional approach to alcoholism, Alcoholics Anonymous, which is a wonderful and uh, very, you know, well, I was going to say very successful. I I think it's around 20%, Mm -hmm. which is decent. Mm -hmm. Alcoholism is a hard thing to kick. But they are kind of, in certain communities, notoriously shut off to other things other than talk therapy. Talk therapy basically being the shares and the lead meetings and all that sort of stuff, which certainly help a lot of people. I don't think I have to make it any more clear that I'm on board. (laughs) I get that. Uh, but they, some people are frustrated that they're not open to other things. Because Bill W. was the one that was like, we should be uh, talking about niacin. We should be talking about nutritional therapy. Uh, because this guy you know, is saying that these mega doses of vitamins can help people. Mm-hmm. It's actually a book called Seven Weeks to Sobriety where a woman has like a really good track record mm-hmm. with this rehab clinic where it's all about uh, just making sure you're getting these different nutrients that you get. I noticed that in my own drinking, I sometimes crave alcohol because I'm desperate to, to get a certain kind of sugar quickly hmm. into my blood system because your blood can absorb alcohol very quickly and get it into you very quickly. That's why you, can, you feel the effect so fast. But you're also getting that sugar and that charge that you actually you do become addicted to and you do become dependent on. Yeah. Sometimes when I want to drink, I'll eat like honey or something or like some sort of other sweet thing and that'll help. Really? Yeah. I have a thing of honey in my... It's not that I'm like constantly battling the demon of alcohol, but sometimes I'll be like, you shouldn't drink anymore or, or, or don't even start drinking. Eat something sweet and that will help or have some uh, B vitamins. B vitamins in honey. Wow. Yeah. All right. I'm also open to the fact that I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking I don't believe anything you're saying. <laughs> well, that's why I can say that guy in that movie certainly mm-hmm. is like niacin is the cure for alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just saying in my own life, I have noticed uh-huh. that that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I have uh, probably three friends that just in the past six months have gotten sober. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah, of course. And they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I should probably mention that to them. It's straight over the counter. You just get the 1,000 milligram pills and take one with each meal. That's what I was doing. And that, and that really did help me. And then, you know, like I have people in my family. See, that's the other thing. You have people in your family and you're like, should I tell them about this weird thing? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah. Either yes. Where do they live? These people. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, these family people. <laughs> the greater Boston area. Oh, okay. Yeah. They have vitamin shops there. They could, yeah. they could get this stuff. What about your uh, mental state? The, 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 the thought behind what we think has a, has a great effect on our bodies. Certainly that idea of placebos and stuff and uh, pr- uh, self-love. These have all been kind of, uh, I want to say proven. I'm going to mm-hmm. say proven to be beneficial mm-hmm. to our health. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you on that at all? You hip I, to am. That? I am. I am. Yeah. I mean, I think in, for the most part, I have, I have weird little glitch moments where it's confusing that I would think that the universe would give me something and then punish me with something else. Right. Um, because I don't really believe that. And if somebody told me that, I'd be like, that is... Nonsense. Right, sure. Um, punishing you for a good thing. Right. Uh, Balancing yeah, it out. Yeah, balance somehow. it out. <laughs> That's bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I, I think in general, I'm a really positive, even-keeled person. Mm-hmm. I'm not positive <clears throat> in the way that people that don't know me well would be like, she seems so positive, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't have that big, open, You're not Tony posi- Robbins. Yeah. But... Just me in the world, I am really positive. Yeah. Uh, it takes a lot to get me down, and it takes a lot to upset me. Well, you see, I was going to say peaceful, even. Yeah, I feel I feel okay with things. I don't feel on, you know, cruise control, or I don't feel in denial. I feel like I've spoken many times about um, just living in reality. Mm-hmm. That helps me. Mm-hmm. Um, coming to terms with things. And that keeps me clear-headed and, mm-hmm. and dealing with things up front and as honestly... In real time. Yes. Yeah. I mean, really, I don't want a backlog of things to deal with, mm-hmm. people to be open or honest with, or, you know, I just mm-hmm. I want it up front You don't right want now. a debt. I really don't. Yeah. I really don't. Because that'll fuck you up. Yeah. It really will. I was having a fake argument in the car on the ride to this podcast Mm -hmm. over something small that I kind of did deal with. Someone said something to me that I didn't like and I dealt with it, Uh but I didn't deal with it enough. Like, that's one of the things that I'm learning is like, just get it all out now because otherwise you'll drive around and think about it. And I'm certainly not flawless with that, but I I feel like I do a really good job. I try really hard Mm -hmm. to do that and to live that way. And it brings me peace and happiness and I feel content and um and it you know it goes again to like okay I had cancer I'm in remission it could come back probably won't if it does yes it's not treatable I don't live in fear right of that I I try and live healthy right and um, you control what you can control yeah and then I just go about my life right when I when the doctor told me that it wasn't a fun day you know, no. I was, I was, it wasn't Patch Adams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> What's your sign? Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Not at all. But yeah, the, um, I, I think that 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 way that that's that's how I. That seems to me. It's interesting that you, what you said earlier about uh, meditation and yoga and all that sort of being tightly wound. Uh, it seems to me you kind of have reached. Uh, secular not being a judgment, but like a little bit of a secular enlightenment or a secular Zen sort of thing, which is great. 
which which would you know inform that feeling like you don't really need those things because you're living them which is a great which is a great thing to be I feel like I am yeah but I you know of course life tests you and moments test you where you're like oh right but it, yeah in general I work through things pretty well and um, acceptance hmm. surrendering acceptance working through it and um all of that brings me happiness and I'm just not, uh, I'm not all over the place. Right. You right, know, right. I'm pretty, pretty much grounded. I'm pretty much like what you might imagine. Right. You know? Yeah. There's no crazy surprise. Yeah. Behind closed doors. Right, right, right. It's funny. Uh, I was at some stupid, um, I, I say stupid cause it was like a Hollywood party sort mm-hmm. of thing. And I noticed that the, the happier people are the more grounded people, mm-hmm. the people that will just talk to you, mm-hmm. and the people that are really desperate mm-hmm. and falling apart. And when I'm feeling desperate or like mm-hmm. I'm falling apart, are the people whose eyes are darting around, mm-hmm. that L.A. cliche mm-hmm. of looking about who they could be talking to or what they could be eating yeah. or what they could be drinking. The people that just can get just get me out of this moment right now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or looking at their fucking phone, which is just you know something else I'm guilty of. That's why I have an emotional charge towards it. I had a... Uh, a, a this girl that I was dating was obsessed, obsessed Yes. with her phone. Yes. I mean, it could be anyone that I'm talking sure. about. Everyone is. And, and, um, I would, it, it was texting, it was emailing, it was Facebook. Like she was just constantly looking and buzzing and <laughs> responding and, and flipping through pictures and <laughs> tagging and liking and, and it was just like, you know, when we were one-on-one, when we were in a group, and then I would notice, like, the group would get bigger. We'd be at a bar. We'd be at a party. And it was still back to the phone, tagging, liking, checking, yeah, yeah, yeah. this and that. And, yeah. and I was, and it hit me, if everyone in the whole universe <laughs> was in the room, <laughs> she would be trying to... Make contact with another planet. <laughs> like it would just, it wouldn't end. It's like, okay, everybody's here. Now will you pay attention? Like everyone alive <laughs> is here. Now will you stop looking at your phone? You know? No, she's going to look at photos of other times that were there. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Oh, it was a good time. It was a good time. I mean, yeah, it was. It's terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I try and keep my phone off and, and Well you're uh, on, you're not on Twitter and stuff. Is that a deliberate Yeah. I feel you know, people are always like, Oh, this person's so funny, you'd be so funny on Twitter, this and that right, and right, it's right. just like all it is is another time suck. Yeah. And um And a moment ruiner. And it for you. And I, again, as someone who's guilty of this, I just like I notice you can't I haven't peed a urinal without looking at my phone since nineteen ninety one or ninety eight. Yeah. But that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like those those moments should be for you, and it's uh, not just peeing. <laughs> yeah. That's me time. <laughs> yeah, just appreciating the glory. That's pee time. <laughs> but I mean, pee like, for Pete. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> either way, or penis. Either way, uh, I think pee we for agree. please, <laughs> please don't, please don't. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it, it's just it's not something that that interests me to to be in that vortex yeah if, um what other funny thing did they say right, right, right. What, what and then what did that person say about that and then what did you know right, right. um i'm on facebook 
but as a go- joke. <laughs> What's that? But as a joke. No, but like going on Facebook for me is like I'll open up Facebook, I'll check and see what's going on and then close it and move on. Sure. You know. It's not an all day. No, no, no. It is not an all day thing. It's and funny. I've had experiences with people in my life being like, well, you know, I I didn't notice something. Somebody had a baby. Somebody got married. The baby's 4. Right, right, right. You know, I'm like I don't. A lot of people I don't see in feeds. I don't. Right, I didn't know right, that right. you died. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know you died. Phil changed his status to dead. <laughs> yes. But yeah, it's just it's like I it's if if certain people aren't in your feed or you don't go on at the right time, you miss yeah. something, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then people don't communicate outside of that, so right. you can't figure out that your best friend has. You know, 10-year-old twins. There's right. no sure. way to know. Unless you make like a real Facebook, like the real friend Facebook where you legit, it's just 10 people. Oh, yeah. Then you'd be like, okay. Yeah. Too many friends. And again, my girlfriend is not ruled by her phone. Yeah, there you go. At all. At all. Fucking it's a. It's unbelievable that we connect there as well. It's great. Yeah. That's that's like a Diet Coke at the table. Major Diet Coke that's at the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Major. <laughs> you can't have that. Yeah. Well, you know, we normally start by talking about comedy, and you've alluded to things going well, and I know things are going well. How how how's your comedy life? I haven't e- alluded. Sounds like I'm not even. You've been alluding. <laughs> I flat out said I am so happy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and things are going so well. Um. Yeah, my career is 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 going well. Is going well, and yeah, I've I've never really had a complaint about my career. It's always been kind of. Moving along just fine and, you know, made great money before, had a great career, great friends, opportunities, and and then, you know, <laughs> got cancer, and and then uh, now I'm very busy. Yeah. That that whole explosion, that was when I Why really was under... Why that set recorded, by the way? Audio. Because I had done my Taylor Dane story on This American Life, and uh, Ira Glass called me right after, saying he wanted me back on the show immediately, and I wanted to talk about what I'd been going through. And but at Largo, why was it recorded? Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Go well, I'm trying to tell you, Pete. Uh, <laughs> I thought you, I'm sorry. I thought you were you're like, yes, shut up. <laughs> Answer my question. Um, no, I um, I. Didn't want to go on This American Life and tell another wacky story. Sure. So I told him I wanted to talk about what was really going on. And it was more like I wanted to go talk in the studio and tell him the story. And I hadn't been diagnosed with cancer yet. And he was like, Tig, this is so depressing. Mm. Just reading it on paper. And Mm -hmm. he said, if you ever find it funny, you should try and do it on stage. That's where your power is. And I was like, you know, I was, I was like offended. Like, you th- like I'm going to find humor in mm-hmm, all this. Mm-hmm. And then I was immediately after diagnosed with cancer. And I had this show booked at Largo. And I, I went to cancel it because I was really upset. Mm-hmm. And then Flanagan, the owner, said, let's move it to the following week. And the event that you want to do this show. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to want to. But sure. Did you tell him it was cancer? Uh-huh. You called in cancer? Mm-hmm. I called in with cancer. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, so moved the show to the following week. 
and then um, I decided, yeah, I had gone to the doctor. The I, I had gotten my phone call that I had cancer. I had to make an appointment with an oncologist and surgeon to find out my stage and prognosis, all that. And it took me 10 days to make that appointment because I was so backed up emotionally from everything that I didn't even want to hear what my prognosis or stage was. And so the day before the rescheduled Largo show, I was at the doctor and that's when they were like, it's on both sides, it's stage two, your tumor is invasive and we won't know if it's spread until surgery. Mm. And I was just like crying in the streets openly. Mm. And then... I got a text from Flanagan, the owner, saying, are we doing the show tomorrow? And I said, yes. Mm. And because I just thought, I might be dying. And I love stand-up so much that I wanted to do it one more time. And I just felt like the way my life had been falling apart so quickly in four months that I assumed that it's not looking good for me. And that once I went into surgery and treatment that it, I was just gone. Yeah. It was that I was, it was done. And so I went on stage that night thinking I was dying, but I didn't want to talk again about silly right. stories or old jokes. I right. wanted to honeybees. Yeah. I wanted to take the uh, chance of um, just touching on what I'd been going through and try and make some jokes about it. And then also I asked, if the theater would record it in the event that I could find some humor in it. Uh-huh. And if I did, that maybe I could be on that second episode of This American Life. And I emailed Ira after the Largo show and I said, I think I might have gotten something you can use. Hmm. And I sent it um, to him. And then um, he said it was terrible and we never released it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he ended he up. He said, "Keep it on the stage. That's where your power <laughs> yeah, is." Yeah, yeah. Let's not release this. Um, but yeah, he uh, it it was released. Uh, I think about ten minutes was released on This American Life uh, the same day because Louis C.K. had called the next morning. He was at the show and was like, "This needs to be released." And I was like, "There is no way <laughs> I'm releasing that. <laughs> this needs to be released." <laughs> <laughs> unacceptable. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I, I recorded it for that, but then it ended up obviously being my album. Um, but I didn't release it for like a month and a half or two months. Yeah. 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 Cause I, I was scared to release it cause I didn't think it was very good. Mm. And, um, but I see now in time that it's, it's, it's an interesting piece for people to listen to. Yes, it was. It's certainly not like my funniest, strongest bits. Right. But it's definitely a moment in time that, right. um, and I think it's helped people in ways that I'm, I'm so glad that I, that Louis was like, yes, you need to release that. Did anyone heckle get to the bits? <laughs> the whole time. Louis. <laughs> Louis was on the side. <laughs> get to the bits. Yeah, come on. You only have so long to live. Be funny your last time out there. <laughs> And now that that in in a wonderful you know turn has helped other things and they're exciting. I'm I'm doing uh, I've been working on new stand up, uh, and uh, I was in Edinburgh for a week and did all new material there. I went to Sweden for a night and did a show there, and that was fun. And and um, I filmed this thing for Showtime where I go to my fans' homes. <laughs> 
and do shows in living rooms, basements, backyards. That's great. And um, like a living ticket, your party. Yeah. That's and uh, John Doerr came with me, and uh, it was really fun. And I don't know when that comes out. And then there's a documentary being made about my life after the four months, mm. um, and that's being produced by um, Big Beach Films. They did uh, Little Miss Sunshine, mm. a bunch of huge, amazing, Oscar-winning films, and they're an unbelievable company. And um, so... I'm, I'm sure there's other things. Oh, it's okay. You don't have to tell me everything. Just... No specifics, but I am developing a TV show. Things good. Good things it's TV a show. It's f- exciting television show that I'm developing. Yes. And, um, and that I can't say the specifics probably for three more days. That's okay. You know. Oh, this won't be out. Until the, when? In at least a week. What's today? Won't be out. The earliest this could come out is Wednesday. Didn't you have a date you wanted to release it? Um, you know, it didn't. It doesn't matter now. Oh, okay. Um, but I, it's still, it's uh, you know, be it's, safe. Yeah, I don't want you be to safe. walk um, around. But yeah, it's. I have a, a cool, uh, a cool show I'm developing. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Uh, well, um, let's... and I still have. You know, if anyone's interested, the album's called Live. Yes. And uh, available now on iTunes and Amazon. You can also buy it's on vinyl and CD as well. Really? Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, you can go to record stores and flip through. Uh-huh. Do coke off it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good for cancer. Coke is surprisingly yeah. good for cancer. Yeah. A taser shock is Just good not for a diet bite. coke. That's right. Tig, you still got nice. it. <laughs> still got it. I want to talk to you about uh, Hungry for Change. There's one of them that talks. Anyway, we'll talk more about food documentaries. This is We like ending the show by talking about um, the hardest time you've ever laughed. Is that something you can recall? Yes, I can. But can I also <laughs> yeah. say one other thing Please. that I'm doing? I'm producing a comedy <laughs> Uh, comedy festival in DC. That's right. October 10th through 13th. And um, that's gigantically exciting and fun. It's called the Benson Ball. So look that up online. Is that because Doug's doing it? <laughs> yes. I name it after a different comedian every year. Uh, no, it's named after this guy named Ola Benson that died laughing. No. He was watching a fish called Wanda. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no. He was watching a fish called Wanda. And he uh, had died a heart attack, laughing. Dying. Yeah, he heart attack dying. He uh, he laughed and had wow. really hard. Had a heart attack and died. There was a comedian I heard of, like lore of, but apparently it was it's true. Uh, you know, I don't know why I'm putting him down. He's dead. Heavy set though, uh-huh. and he did this bit, uh, big physical closer, music playing, and he's sweating and he's flailing, and he had a heart attack, and everyone in the crowd thought it was the bit. So he died on stage having like. A very convincing pantomimed heart attack. Oh my god! That was real. Oh. That's crazy. It is nuts. Yeah. But so you can't beat fish called Wanda Benson or that guy. Well, he wasn't laughing. But what was your hardest laugh? It's. It it's, can be stupid. We have a lot of stupid. Ones. It is only stupid. Yeah. I like that you're like it. It can be stupid. <laughs> you know what is insane? I've been keeping this ongoing log of um, things that my girlfriend and I. Last oh, time. yes, please. No, it's... I, I'm not... You know what I want to... Hmm. I, I, I had a bit once. One one time when I was in love, I wrote this bit where you can't trust couples that are in love uh-huh. for movie reviews. 
Because oh. <laughs> it, it was called In Love Movie Review, where it's like, how is how is uh, Tron? Oh, it's great. It's about darkness and holding hands <laughs> yeah. and uh, whispering. <laughs> we walked out of a movie yesterday or the day before. Well, that's the other thing. If you're in love, the movie better be pretty good because you could be doing anything else with the person. Ice cream, waving. Yeah, sometimes we do ice cream. Hand-holding. Um, yeah, I, uh, it's, God, it's so stupid. <laughs> I want stupid. Okay. Well, this is, I can't believe, how, I, I'm going to have to, she's coming to pick me up, and I'm going to have to confess that I talked the whole episode about her. That's great. She'll love it. Or she won't. Um, <laughs> or maybe not. We were talking about squirts. Mm-hmm. You know what those are? No, squirts. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. They're skirts, but shorts. Oh, squirts. They're called squirts. <laughs> and she was talking about how, like, when she sees someone in squirts, just, like, she can't even, like, it all... Goes away. Yeah. And uh, and then she pictured, she, not pictured, but she imitated, she, like, became this character that was this, you know, housewife that was yelling... Uh, listen, I wear the squirt in the family, therefore I will not be calling the shots from here on out. Just like th- there could be no possible respect from somebody wearing a squirt and calling shots. You know, like, you go do this and that. Mom, you're wearing a squirt. Shut up. <laughs> um, I wear the squirts in this family. I, I wear the squirt in this family and... From here on out, just ignore everything I say. <laughs> Nothing can be respected. <laughs> I wear a skort. <laughs> but that, that made me... A laugh. tennis skort. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm sure there's funnier things. No, it doesn't need to be funny. I just like the one that get that got The funniest you. thing doesn't mm. need to be funny? No, no. Whatever made you laugh the hardest is the question. That's just a recent thing. Yeah. You know? Anything from your childhood? There's some good ones buried. Um, I think just those, like, I, I had a moment, this isn't childhood, but it was a moment of just that uncomfortable laughter where you're not supposed to yes, be laughing. That, good area. Um, that uh, it just feeds into itself. And so I was on this uh, award-winning sitcom <laughs> that was canceled. <laughs> Uh, called In the Motherhood. It didn't yes. win any awards. Nope. Um, <laughs> with Cheryl Hines and uh-huh. Megan Mullally. This is like probably five years ago. And and uh, Cheryl and I played co-workers. And I was kind of a put-upon nerdy-ish, you know, TIG style. But uh, <laughs> So I'm sitting there at my desk and Cheryl comes up to uh tap me on the shoulder and i'm i'm sitting at my desk eating a meatball sandwich and i turn around and when i look at her i i couldn't say my line because she would start laughing just at my face expression and me holding a meatball sandwich and then i have meatball sauce running down my shirt and her whole thing is supposed to be like oh you have meatball sauce on your shirt and I'm not believing her I'm not gonna because people have been bullying me right. in the office and right. I think she's gonna like <laughs> flick my nose you know yeah, sure. and so I'm like I'm not looking down you know and she's like no you have so that was what was supposed to happen <laughs> yeah. and my my paper bag that my sandwich supposedly came in also said on the ticket extra sauce 
So, so I was sitting there at my desk. Cheryl comes up, taps me. I turn around and I look at her, and then she starts laughing. So I start laughing, and it's one of those moments on set where you cannot stop laughing. And I had that director cut, Tig, turn around, we'll do it again. And so I'm like holding my sandwich. Cheryl comes up. My name was Rhoda. She's like, Rhoda. I turn around and she's like, starts laughing. She's like, no, she's looking at me like that on purpose. She's trying to make me. And I was like, how could I try? I'm not trying to make you laugh. The director had to separate us and eventually have Cheryl leave set and go take a walk. Because she could not. We, it, it just was so out of control. Extra sauce. Yeah. And she was like, she was like, can we at least hide the extra sauce? And and it, it just it would not we couldn't get it together and it was like one in the morning and the crew was like not amused yeah yeah yeah, yeah you know yeah, yeah, because it wasn't like oh three times we tried yeah it was <laughs> bleeding into forty five minutes of like the director going Cheryl and Cheryl came up to me and she grabbed my my collar of my shirt and just like shook me and looked at me and she was like so what. You have meatball sauce on your shirt. So what? Who cares? This is not funny. Who cares? It's stupid. And then she's like, okay, I'm ready. And then I sit there and she walks up. Rhoda, I turn around. She's like, she loses her mind. I lose my mind. We cannot move out of this. And she kept claiming that she knew the look she was that I was giving her. Yes. Was, I was doing this on Something purpose. Something in your eyes. I was doing it on purpose. Yeah. And so we couldn't get out of that laughing vortex. That is I fantastic. mean, it was ridiculous. Yes. To this day, I still want to <laughs> contact ABC and be like, could I, do you have footage from that day? Because I would love to grab that and like go bring that to Cheryl's house and be like, look what, happy birthday. You know, it, it was so ridiculous. And it's great. Yeah. The thought of you spinning in a chair holding a meatball sub. With a dead face. With dead face. face. Dead Just face. Dead face. <laughs> with, with meatball sauce all down my shirt. And a sign that says extra sauce. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. That never aired? The, the, the take that they made never aired? No, that aired. Yeah. That episode aired. Yeah. Um, it was, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I don't know that you can see the trouble we had, um, but it was quite an ordeal oh, to get that great. scene that's done. Great. I have never been through anything that much on a set where a director literally asked yes. the star of the show to leave. Yes. Leave. Yeah. Get away. Go take a walk. <laughs> couldn't pull it together <laughs> and i was stressed because i was not cheryl hines or megan Millat. i was right. just like i thought i was gonna get fired well, you were always the second laugher yes that's good i was yeah but it we couldn't yeah we couldn't reel it in <laughs> at all once it got going <laughs> it was magical oh that's great that's definitely that is a great artist laugh yeah that's fantastic yeah all right how do you feel not so good. <laughs> Everything's bad all of a sudden. <laughs> I ruined it? Yes. No. Thanks I, for having me. Oh, no. My pleasure. Yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Well, you did. We mentioned it. You came in right before everything and it didn't happen. And then it took all this time to reschedule. Came here to tell you I wasn't feeling too well. Collapsed and went to the emergency room. I know. And then my life 
yep. went downhill from there. I was the face at the beginning. You were. And the face at the end. Yes. And I'm happy to, I'm happy to bookend that portion, and I'm glad you're in this part now. Me too, kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, so thanks well, for having yeah, me. Yeah, thank you for doing it. We really do have the guests say, uh, keep it crispy, if you don't mind. I would like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you wouldn't be the first. I bet you can guess the other person who didn't do it. It's a friend of ours. It's a woman. Is it Sarah? Nope, she said it. A friend of ours? Mm. I don't even know who our friends are. Yeah. She was at Natasha's party, and it wasn't Natasha. I have a bad memory. moment a little audible you changed it <laughs> thank you Tig. i really do love you thank you for being here and now you kids bye bye now leaving nerdist.com 